Are you a diehard comic book collector? Or maybe a lapsed fan? Maybe even someone who has never picked up a comic book in their life. Hi, I'm Remso Martinez. And I'm Mark Clare. Every single Wednesday at the Second Print Comics Podcast, Remzo and I take a deep dive into the storylines, character arcs, moments, and events that made us the fans we are today. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are available. Check out more from the Second Print Comics Podcast at secondprintcomics.com. Welcome to the, possibly, the very last episode of the Break the Bell podcast, recorded in this room. Wow. Not the last period. Uh, no, no. You, you had me on edge there for yeah, a while. Like, what? Yeah, I was like, wait, I what, what? I didn't know you were canceling <laughs> yeah, on me. <laughs> right, right. Well, no. hello, beautiful bell breakers. Yes, we are here. We are in this little for the last sh- time whole room <laughs> for the last time. And until the next major surgery on you. On my basement. Don't yeah. don't you put that on me. <laughs> we will be in our new recording space this time next week, and yes. I'm very excited for it. Hopefully, I didn't get anybody as as worked up as Bill was about me saying the very last, not the last episode by any stretch. We are going to be doing this. We're we're committed for the long haul. Yeah, I think. we are. Yes, yeah, we're in, we're in for the long haul. We're so committed that it is already nine ten p.m. Yes, and we are just now getting started <laughs> yeah. of a two plus hour podcast. Yes, so. In order to make up for that, I have myself this nice, fresh, hot cup of the official coffee of free speech and the official coffee of the Break the Bell podcast, which is, try to get this on the screen, (laughs) Run Your Mouth Coffee. Very nice. Run Your Mouth Coffee is now the official coffee of the Break the Bell podcast. I need to get you liking coffee so you can sit there and sip on this Beautiful rebellion um, beans. Rebellion beans. This is a single origin coffee aged thirty days in a bourbon barrel. Wow, and that is, sounds really it good. It is actually. freaking delicious. This is the first time I've had it tonight. I got this in the mail. My my shipment in the mail a couple days ago. But I wanted to wait to have my cup right before um, starting yeah. this podcast. So um, it's like we can experience this this coffee together. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, if you haven't heard who Run Your Mouth Coffee is, it is founded by one of our former guests, um, John Odermatt, who is the host, uh, one of the hosts of the Lions of Liberty podcast. His po- his show is called Felony Friday, but he's since changed the name to Finding Freedom. So you can find Finding Freedom on the Lions of Liberty Liberty podcast. And then he's also partnered up with Ben Pengi. I'm, I'm Pengi or Pengi? I'm pretty sure it's Pengi, okay. um, who is the host of Homesteads and Homeschools podcast. They're both big proponents of free speech like we are. So... Yeah. Um, they've set out to uh, bring fresh, roasted, delicious coffee to yeah. our, our taste buds. Nice. And then they also use this kind of platform to further promote free speech, which um, you think it'd be odd to promote free speech through coffee, but, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're getting there it done. Um, 
they take freedom of speech, like I said, as seriously, if not more seriously, yeah. th- as we do. I feel like you should take a big swig and be like, hmm, it tastes like freedom. It does. As I said a couple weeks ago, mm, tastes like freedom. Sorry, <laughs> forgot to say. As I said a couple weeks ago, if you like free speech as much as we, or as I at least, like coffee, hit up Run Your Mouth Coffee. Right now, you can get a 10% off of, and 10% off and free shipping. So not just 10% off, but also free shipping with the promo code Break the Bell. So go nice. to rymcoffee.com. R-Y-M for Run Your Mouth, coffee.com. Type in the promo code, break the bell, no spaces, and get 10% off. And you get nice, delicious, fresh coffee. But um, definitely check them out if you like coffee, if you like free speech. And you're going to hear about them a lot from us because it's delicious and we like free speech. So otherwise, what else we got going on, Billy? Oh, so many things. So So many things. So much going on in the world. Yes. yeah, I did want to mention. I apologize. I I say that we have now a weekly newsletter. I have been royally screwed over two weeks straight by Mailchimp. Yeah, who is who I put out our newsletter through. Last week, I went to type something up, and it was like one in the morning, and it completely deleted it. So I was just like, screw it, I'm going to bed. And so I decided to incorporate last week's into this week's. Then I went to type that up this week, and it just sat there with like <laughs> a little spinny. If you had your run-the-mouth coffee, you could have pushed through the 1 a.m. deadline. Or I could have maybe fed it to my laptop. And and wake it it up. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm not sure. I was up till again, last night till 1.30 trying to figure that out. Mm. So I'm probably going to be switching newsletter platforms because screw you, MailChimp. You have screwed (laughs) me over too too, too many times in the last two weeks. So um, I will get a new newsletter out eventually. So go and sign up for that, um, and as well as all our other social yeah. medias, because um, we're all over the place, and you Everywhere. can find you can find a little bit of us. It, it, we put bits and pieces in different uh, social media platforms right. to make sure that you're you're branching out to all of them. It's just like <laughs> it, it's like a, a giant puzzle, and when you put it all yes. together, you get our full message. We should do like a scavenger hunt that across all the social medias. That so. would that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Which, speaking of, we still haven't declared our winner of our T-shirts. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we will do that. Yes. I still haven't. It, it's been a shit show, like yeah. trying to get the new recording space done, trying yeah. to keep up with all this stuff. I'm not making excuses. Which, um, I, I think, didn't we talk about next week for our main show? We're live streaming? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Expect next week... To kick off our space into our new, it's our, our special recording space, home warming, home warming um, edition, our housewarming edition. I'm going to say that we are going to attempt to live stream. I did just call and bump up my internet package from 100 megs to a thousand megs. Okay, that hasn't kicked in yet, so okay. that's why I'm saying, yeah, maybe. Okay, that's why if if my internet is fast enough as I okay. expect it to be by then then yes, we definitely will. So, so keep an eye out on social media. We'll make the announcement if it's happening or not. Well, we are going to say, if it happens, it will be next Monday at 7 p.m. sharp. 7 p.m. sharp, central time. Which means we're going to have to prepare ahead and not do what we did yes. today. So <laughs> we got that to look forward to. It's good to be challenged. This weekend, <laughs> I am going to be out of town as well as moving um, the 
recording stuff around. Yeah. So did you decide if you're going to I'm attempt? Gonna, I'm going to attempt to go it alone. Yeah. Okay. For Bill the is going up. to. We're just going to we're pre-warn you. Bill is going to <laughs> attempt to give you. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> a weekend wrap-up episode. We're just gonna we're gonna throw you to the no. wolves and say, right. "Have at it, Bill," because I'm going on a much needed little like mini mini vacation nice. uh, this weekend, and then like I said, the rest of the week I'm going to be moving yeah. all our recording shit around. So this is on you, man. I got it. This is your I first show. I, I've been working on impressions. I got like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm <laughs> interested to hear that. So we will still put out even when. <laughs> Oh, uh, we're on vacation. We we put out. Yes. We always put out. We always do. We always do. Because I, I had brought to your attention. I was like, I don't think it's going to work this week. And right. you're like, I got this. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. all yeah. right, we got this. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, we got a good show for you, I think, coming after the intro here, because um, this whole big old weather debacle down in Texas seems right. to be playing on Across the the news yeah. media, it's hitting all the hot button issues. It is, it is, and that's like all anybody's talking about. Yeah. We mentioned in in the weekend wrap up that um, when we tried to search for news, that's literally all that they're right. they're what, what yeah. they were talking about here in the United States. So we had to go to like Al Jazeera and, and yeah. outside sources to get our news because everybody was solely focused on yeah. this Texas storm. Which at first glance, I I chuckled at it because right. we always joke about the South, and right, every yeah. time it dips below like sixty degrees, yeah. they're complaining. Yeah. And we we both kind of joked that that's what this was. It's yeah. Like oh, they they're really having that big of an issue with twenty degrees while we're right. sitting here, and it's like negative right. twenty yeah. out. Yeah. But this turned into a big thing because their their power structure, their infrastructure right. couldn't handle it. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that this week. Um, we're gonna break it down. Uh, what happened and how it happened and uh, the like the power results um, a bunch of it says it says a bunch of deaths I'm not really sure how many deaths yeah as of yet I, I would not classify it as a bunch but there's but some, there was deaths yeah, there were definitely deaths, deaths there's which deaths. there's reason yes. for emotions yes um, the breakdown of leadership like yeah major breakdown right. of leadership over this freaking Texas yeah right and then. In the second half, we're going to get into like how this has become a big political debate over yeah. over Texas, right? Of all states that you would think would be overly politicized, it's, right? Texas is usually like, well, I'll just leave them the fuck alone, yeah. And right. I, I think that's kind of what's leading up to yeah. the the politics now. It's just like, well, they've been telling us to leave them the fuck alone right. for all this time. Yeah. And now this look is what, what happens. happens. Yep. So it's turned into a big political ordeal, yeah. Um, all the way up at the Washington federal level. So yeah. we're going to dig into the politics behind it in the second half. Do we need to talk about anything else? We mentioned the coffee, which is the I most important the part. Run yes. your mouth coffee, RYM.com. Promo code. Break the bell. We mentioned everything else. Yeah. Everything we got <laughs> going on with the show, everything yep. uh, that uh, things show we're going updates. to mention. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about what we're going to talk about. So yeah, I think uh, let's get to the intro. Let's do it. Check us out on social media. Shares around. Here we go. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? 
What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right, let's get right into it. Let's talk about Texas. Yeah, let's. We don't talk about Texas that no, much. Except for when we talk about our exes in Texas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was that thing that I sent you that... Um, oh, uh, yeah, that... Um, all of so-and-so's exes... Travis Tr- Tritt's uh, exes are all freezing their ass off or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Something like that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like I said, Texas usually just wants to be left alone. Yeah, you and they're usually not on the national stage a whole lot. They're not, and they definitely are right now and that like i said they're over politicizing yeah. the fact that texas just wants to be left alone right right so let's talk about like what started all this first oh what the hell is that um okay i think we're <laughs> fading in an, another tune <laughs> well let's talk about what what started all of this in texas um this what they're calling like a major snowstorm, a major right. winter storm, which to us probably would have just been, yeah, like we would have had school that right, day. Right. I'm sure well, we would have been uh, at work. We would have been working. Uh, well, and we talked about what was it last week when we we had a day finally above zero and it got mm. to like ten degrees and we're like, holy crap, it feels amazing outside. We're out in our t-shirts and uh, right, uh, yeah, just. Ready I'm to get the grill going. Yeah, we did get the grill going today. The I know, first it was day like over, 30, 35 degrees. Yeah, and we we're got like, the let's grill. get the grill on, man. It's barbecue <laughs> weather. Um, but like I said, it's, it, and I don't mark it up anymore. Like like I said, at first I marked it up as, well, they just can't handle right, winter weather. Right. They're not used to it. But no, apparently nothing in the state can handle the winter weather because the whole, the whole system went yeah, down. Right, yeah, the whole infrastructure went down. I mean, water went down, water, power started, yeah. but then water followed yeah. Yeah. and gas, natural gas. Yeah. And we had we had several deaths. Yeah. Yep. At least at least up to two deaths. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I just I just noticed um, in some of the articles, it's just like many, many deaths. Uh, and we started reading the article. And it's just like, well. I see three that they mentioned. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like I don't. I saw a separate article where it said like six homeless people died. Oh, okay. But but it was people that they they were like, hey, you know, you, you really should check into a shelter. It's going to be dangerous. And they're like, no, no, it's it's okay. It's only going to be twenty degrees. I can handle this. And then then they died. That's like people. I mean, that's sad. Sad yeah. that they died. But yeah. to say that they died because of the storm, that's like saying the people that go out and surf during hurricanes right. died. Yeah, caused by the hurricane. No, they died because they didn't follow instructions right. and didn't follow common sense. Yeah, exactly. Which I think a lot of these deaths, unfortunately, you know, people they're not used to cold weather. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to stay warm. You know, they don't know how to buckle up, buckle, button up, even if it's cold. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know the the common sense stuff to do because right. you got people. You know, they they're turning on their gas stoves. 
you know, they're they're making fireplaces like in in their TV room, you know, they're and probably running generators in their house. Right. Where you got methane gas going. I mean, you know, people. And so just doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. So let's talk about the the actual storm first. Yeah. OK, so this is from The New York Times, because that's the most um, truthful, honest sure. source, non-biased so. source. I I jokingly say, um, but this is this article is titled "Texas Winter Storm: What to Know." So sounds like it's going to break down pretty good. Absolutely. For us. So it says power outages and no running water have left Texas and other parts of the South still free- feeling the effects of a deep freeze that swept the region earlier this week. Um, Texans were tossed from one crisis to another this week as frigid temperatures and winter weather battered the state and the surrounding region, leaving many people in dire situations and grasping for the most basic of needs. First came the power grid failures, which left millions without electricity and heat in the cold. Then as power began, began to be restored, millions more Texans discovered that their taps had run dry, pipes had burst, which that makes sense because um, their power hasn't been on for several days and right. it's freezing out, and I'm sure their, their water lines aren't, probably aren't very well insulated. It says, then as power... Oh, I read that one. Pipes had burst or water treatment plants failed and that they had to boil water before using it, which I can handle boiling water right. over the loss of like heat. I can yeah. handle the loss of electricity, but the loss of heat would be the one that would do me in because we talked about um, during the big storm here, the Dura- right. Duraco here, that if this had happened in the wintertime, oh, yeah. a lot of people would be screwed because we had a lot of people, we had pe- were without power for like two weeks yeah. and people were like, Bitching that uh, I I don't know what I I I'm going to do if I don't have power restored within the next like I'm going to lose my mind. It's like yeah, what would happen if this happened during the winter when you have no heat? Yeah, right. and Texas is living proof of what would have happened. Like, yeah, right. Much much worse because of the fact that it's below freezing temperatures. Right. Out. We yeah, at exactly. least had like nice summer nights. Right. Yeah, and it was even like cooler. Yeah, it wasn't even nights. like hot summer. Right. Says the storms have also delayed the federal government's deliveries of vaccines to several states. Yes, because that's the problem. That's right. the biggest that's, problem right now. Yeah, if they had those, they would probably lived. If I was in Texas and I read that part of the story, I'd be like, you know, fuck your vaccines. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just want warmth right yeah, now. Right. Your vaccine's not going to keep me warm. Yeah. Including Texas and caused a shortage of food at some grocery stores and food pantries, which we saw that after the storm. By Saturday, though, power had been restored to most people across the region, 69,000 in Texas and 61,000 in Mississippi, and tens of thousands more in Louisiana, Kentucky, and West Virginia were still without electricity. I didn't know it was that widespread. Yeah, actually, as you were saying that, you got me curious, and so I actually pulled up some of the other states just because I'm Why haven't we heard about them? Mm -hmm. Why are we only hearing about Texas? Because of the political aspects of it. Unfortunately, yes, you're correct. Because, yeah, Texas has its own power grid. We're right. going to get into this in the second half more. Yeah, Texas is separate power grid from the rest. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. They want to be left alone. Right, and that's what's being over politicized yeah. now. Right. It's like, well, they're not regulated, and this is why this happened. That's yeah. why we're only hearing about it from right. Texas and not Louisiana or right. West Virginia Absolutely. or states like that. Yeah. So that yeah. So we'll we'll get into that second half. I don't want to overstep our time frame. It says a water systems serving a majority of the states. 254 counties continue to be disruptive, 
meaning millions of people remain without running water or under notices to boil tap water, uh, the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality said. The scope of the disaster led President Biden to sign a major disaster declaration, which would enable the government to provide more aid to Texas ahead of potential visit to the state next week. So he's going to Texas next week. In Austin, Governor Greg Abbott also convened a meeting of legislators on Saturday to discuss complaints about gigantic electric bills from some consumers. It is unacceptable for Texans who suffer through days in the freezing cold without electricity or heat to now be hit with skyrocketing energy costs. And we're going to talk a little more about this in a bit. But the reason for the skyrocketing costs that we wouldn't see anything like that around here, not only are they unregulated, but it's basically like free market. Um, A lot of there's like a wholesale energy (laughs) company there that sells directly to the consumers. Um, so when there's this supply and demand issue where there's very limited energy right. and high, high demand for it, the cost goes up just like the free market. So right. you're seeing like 3,000% increase in right. energy bills. Yeah. I right. think we saw an article where a guy single singly owned owed yeah. like $17,000. Right. Yeah, it was like um, it jumped from, I think, uh, 12 cents a megawatt to nine dollars a megawatt mm-hmm. which is a huge huge jump yeah it says as for four million people in texas were without as many as four million people in texas were without power this week during the peak of the electricity outages and many also lost access to heat a combination that led to dangerous conditions across much of the state i'm glad they had to point out that the loss of heat and electricity yes. led to dangerous conditions we would not combined with that. the cold yes when there's cold <laughs> and you don't have access to heat or electricity. This leads to dangerous conditions. Yes. Even as power is restored, many Texans are struggling with rolling out- outages. So they're doing rolling blackouts to preserve right. the energy they do yeah. have. The state's power plants were not ready for the freezing conditions. Natural gas was hit the hardest. Production froze, as did pipelines that transport the gas. The problem worsened as people turned up the heat, further increasing the demand for natural gas and contributing to the shortage at power plants that use gas to produce electricity. High gas prices mean the problem even w- made the problem even worse as operators who could not make a profit took their plants offline. Hmm. So since they're privately owned companies, right. not only uh, was there the shortages, but some of them, they're saying some plants were taking them offline because right. they couldn't. Yeah, make recoup the money that they were paying for. I, their I, I'm suspecting that we're going to see a Hulu movie of the week based off of this here soon. Oh yeah, and I suspect, and we'll dig more in the second half, as it's going to nationalize energy supply really fast. Yeah, yep. Coal and nuclear power plants were also disrupted, and wind turbines froze. But the disruption to natural gas was the most crucial. They keep pointing this out. Yeah, right. There's a reason for this. Absolutely. Because we keep seeing there's articles on both sides of the fence saying, pointing fingers, this is uh, the wind and solar problem because all the wind and solar plants like shut down and weren't winterized. And then we keep seeing on the other side, well, more more was uh, disrupted on the gas side. Right. So we're going to see this. Depending on the article we read, right. um, one will say, natural gas was the most crucial and severe. And then the oh. other side will say, well, the most affected. Yeah, right. Well, and it, as we get into the second half, we have articles from cities 
almost side by side, one blaming wind, one blaming gas. Yeah. It's almost comical. Yeah. So the over-politicization of a crisis. Yeah. Again. During the Texas blackouts, the state grid lost roughly five times as much power from natural gas as it did from wind. <laughs> Do you know why? Because there's more power coming from natural gas than there is right. from wind. Yeah. So basing it on just a solid number like that, well, five times as much power was lost from natural gas. What? What? How many times more power comes from natural right. gas? Than yeah. from wind. Yeah, you had a good analogy, like with yeah, the wells. Um, yeah, just to imagine, because I, I don't really think in electricity, because it's weird to me to think electricity is like something that you can like hold in your hands. Right. Yeah. So just imagine like a reserve that's put in um, maybe a thousand gallons of water or more. Like we'll just make them small numbers so we can think about it. So a thousand gallons of water are coming from this um, uh, water reserve. And like 10 gallons are coming from this natural well. It kind of flows into the same system. And the 1,000 gallons, or the, the reserve, got shut down and lost like 400 gallons of that. And the well shut down and lost 5 gallons of that 10 gallons. So you're looking at 400, 5 gallons times 400 is what, like 80 times? 80 times more water was lost from that reserve. Right. So it's obviously the problem of the reserve. Right. But what you're not looking at is 50% of the well shutdown when only like 30% of or 40% of. Right. Yeah. So you can't just base it on a specific number, like five times as much power of, from natural cat, gas went down. Yeah. Well, that's because more, probably more than five times as much of the energy comes from natural gas. Right. So you, they, they should be giving the percentage of each right. one. Instead of saying five times, ten times. Yeah. yeah. They should be saying um, 50% of natural gas shut down and 80% right. of wind and solar or whatever the percentages right. was. Yeah. So you can get a better like comparison of each one. As demand hit a record high for winter, the grid operator instructed utilities to begin controlled power outages to avoid long-term damage. We see that in California mm -hmm. all, the, all the time. There's always scheduled blackouts yeah. to preserve energy, to conserve energy. And California has the biggest like renewable energy push mm -hmm. of all the states, but they're always getting blackouts over there yeah. to prevent forest fires. Mm. At least 58 people have died in storm-battered areas. That that this is where it gets sketchy to me because yeah. that makes it sound because this whole article is about what happened in Texas, right? But it says at least 58 people have died in regions that stretch from Ohio and finally tally, and the final tally could be much higher. So, this yeah. is across the country 58 right. people that's not that much because no, during the same time, there was like a pile up that killed eight people here in our state, right? At yeah. least eight people, yeah. So yeah, and I'm just reading an article about um, uh, seven people have died in Louisiana because of the storms. Okay, so majority of them from carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, this says those who died succumbed to hypothermia. That's understandable. Yeah, house fires. People trying to light fires yeah. in the middle of their house, which that's probably what I would do. I'd bring my charcoal yeah. grill in my house, throw a couple <laughs> logs in it. Which I have a fireplace here, but if I didn't, I'd bring like yeah. a charcoal grill I, and throw some logs in it. Yeah. And I, I have a total plan how to build like a stone fireplace just in case we need it. So. In your house? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll have to hit you up for that. Yeah. So hypothermia, house fires, drownings. I yeah. feel like they need to go yeah. into detail. Okay, how so this this is one listed for Louisiana. Apparently somebody uh, slipped on ice and fell in their pool. 
So is that the drowning then? That was the drowning. Oh, in, all right. <laughs> I was going to say, this article doesn't go into no. how. That was the biggest question to me. It's like, drownings in yeah. a snowstorm? Right, yeah. What yeah. do you do, fall face down in the snow and pass out and like inhale <laughs> too much snow? And car crashes. Yeah, or which, big one. Yeah, or were found in homes or cars after being fatally poisoned by carbon monoxide, right. like I said. Yeah. Which, I don't know, like... They're just sitting in there, probably an old rusted pickup truck, right. running the heat, yeah. trying to well, heat up. I had some neighbors, they lost their heat, um, their their furnace went down, right? Mm-hmm. And so what they were using is, we loaned them one of our electric heaters, right, that they could plug in. But they had their gas stove going and open to keep the, the place heated. I could see an electric stove, but a gas stove seems dangerous. Exactly, exactly. So, the yeah, the burn from the, the gas is, um, you know, long-term is going to affect you. Yeah, this says uh, carbon monoxide emitted from vehicles. I I hope they didn't, like, pull their car up, too, and, like, blowing the exhaust in their house to probably. try to heat it up. Oh, yeah, that feels good. Yeah. Or generators. Yeah. Like I said, they probably right. had their generator yeah. inside. And if you never smelled, like, a generator up close, that methane gas, mm-hmm. uh, holy crap. I'll get you. Yeah. The water shortage, power outages, and burst pipes also made it harder for hospitals to care for patients. One man died at a medical center in Texas. When he was unable to get dialysis treatment, which requires large amounts of filtered water, as well as electricity and heat. Hmm. So there's a bunch of examples of people who died on here. We're not going to yeah. get to... I'm, I'm, I'm done with this article. Yeah, the big one is the, um, the kid that died. Yeah, yeah. There's another article that talks about the kid because his family is suing the yeah. state, and they're or from, at least the company. Right, yeah. They're suing the electric company. They're from Honduras. Oh, okay. So... So the next thing I wanted to get into is kind of a visual, a visual aid. If you're watching on YouTube, you get to see of um, the description of why they had the power outages that they did, like how this this whole thing went to shit. Because again, like here, we don't we have way colder temperatures constantly. So yeah. this is just kind of a visual of what happened and an attempt for them to explain the reasoning behind. Um, the severe conditions that they got there. It's just not, it's not them just being a bunch of bitches. Right. It's, um, it's a serious ordeal going on. Yeah. So let me get this one up. This is says why the cold weather caused huge Texas blackouts, a visual explainer. We like pictures. Says the Texas power outage, which left millions without power happened for a multitude of reasons, but it's important to understand how these causes are connected because they'll continue to be relevant as the state experiences more extreme weather events. Why is there going to be more extreme weather events? Because of global or climate change. Yep, that's so. the direction this is going. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Not only is it um, trying to seize the the whole deregulation yeah. of Texas energy, yeah. but it's also we're we're on the precipice of the the poles changing. Yep, and Texas is going to see a more harsh winter every year now until absolutely. the world finally freezes over and dies. Yes, <laughs> it all starts with the winter storm that began on. February 13th, which brought some of the coldest weather the state has experienced since 1989. Wow. Hmm. Normally, the grid can meet the energy demands of the consumer. So if you can see this picture, you see the houses of the consumers. You see solar panels and uh, wind turbines and then the gas plants. So they just work together to fill in the holes. Like a happy family. Yeah. Says, but when weather got cold, residents blasted their heaters, which is why energy demands in Texas hit a record winter high. And I feel like they're going to push towards overconsumption. Right. Yeah. And 
maybe we'll we'll talk a little more about that. Yeah. But but it, we it, keep saying that we keep seeing this reasoning. Well, because it got colder, right. they blasted their heaters, yeah. and that's what led to this. Right. But okay, so they're living in Texas, and say they're used to like say seventy-two degrees in their yeah. house, and it's now so the temperatures drop to twenty degrees. So they jack up their their furnaces to keep the seventy-two in their house. Because that's what they're used to. That's what they're comfortable for. And when you have that many houses pulling that much off mm-hmm. the power grid, there's going to be issues. Well, it's not even necessarily their like conscious choice to crank no, up their heat. It's, it's just what they're they used to. They set their thermostat right. at 65 or what 70, whatever you yeah. set it at. It goes down. Your heater's just going to blast on its own. Right. It's not the yeah. necessarily like said, the not, person. Exactly. They're not coming in and being like, oh, well... Because it's 20, I'm going to jack my heat up to mm-hmm. 80. Right. Meanwhile, the energy providers were also struggling with the elements. The cold weather froze natural gas wells and block pipes. It froze wind turbines and coal piles. I've not, I don't know I've how a coal, a coal pile, pile freeze. freeze. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Contrary to what some state politicians have said, the blackouts weren't primarily the fault of frozen wind turbines. It was largely a problem with natural gas, which is the state's primary energy source. Here's the breakdown of Texas energy sources in 2021. So here you go. Like I said, gas yeah. accounts for a vast majority of the energy. Wind is second, but it's far fewer. Yeah. So for you to say uh, it was more energy was lost through gas, well, look at these numbers. Mm-hmm. Gas produces the most, so therefore the most is going to be lost from it. Yeah. So it says, but the result of... That was the grid not being able to produce as much power at a time when consumers were demanding more of it. Well, obviously, if things are going down, it's not going right. to produce mm-hmm. as much. De- demand's going up. Production's going down. We have a crisis. In short, the grid couldn't meet the demand. Rolling blackouts prevented the entire system from going down. Generators, which convert fuel into power, uh, um, are designed to try to ramp up and keep up with demand. So when demand was too high, they overloaded and shut down yeah. um, as precautionary. So it says if um, those generators continue to shut down, um, the whole state could have gone into full blackout mode for up to several months. Hmm. This uh, chief executive of the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, um, Ur- which is the people that run the power grid right. there. Yeah, ERCOT. They told uh, the Dallas Morning News they were minutes, if not seconds, away from a complete blackout. So they made these uh, snap decisions yeah. to do the rolling blackouts to preserve some of the energy. Right. And this is what pre- made them seconds away from those like month-long blackouts. So thank you, ERCOT, for making those decisions. It says they proactively issued rolling blackouts to different parts of the state to keep demand under capacity. But these rolling blackouts, the problem was... Some of them lasted up to several days. It right. wasn't like, hey, we're going to shut you guys down for like five hours, then we're yeah. going to shut them down for five hours. Because it says yeah. some people lived in places where equipment was damaged, so it couldn't come back online. Some people live in areas where, if taken offline, they need to be put back online manually. Huh. Well, shouldn't there have been somebody there before right. you shut down yeah. those places? Yeah. Why can you shut them down Automat, remotely, right? yeah. but they have to manually be turned back on. Yeah. They should have had Maybe somebody. Maybe it's like Jurassic Park. I was just, that was the just primer. thinking that. That was like literally, I was Samuel about to say. Samuel's like, I got to go prime the generator. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he has to like um, follow the wires yeah. above the head, overhead and prime it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. But why wasn't he there before exactly. you shut down the power? Why, Samuel? Yeah. It says says some people don't get their power from consumer-facing 
retailers, but rather large industrial facilities that may have voluntarily gone offline to conserve energy. So, again, like private businesses may have made their own decisions to go offline. Yeah. And like I I had told you, my my in-laws are on vacation in Texas. They were without power for, let's see, it came on, um, I believe, oh, was it last Thursday? So they were without power for about four days. Wow. So, yeah. But again, like up here this summer, we were out without power for right. like two weeks. But, yeah. But, I but, mean, but it was, we didn't have the elements. Right, exactly. Like the cold. So yeah. that makes a huge difference. Yeah. So the other factor at play is Texas is a unique state. So this is going to explain what I was talking about, them having their own grid. Yeah. Other states can buy power from surrounding states to meet spiking demands. That's because the continental U.S. is powered by two big, highly connected grids, the eastern and Western interconnection. So you see this map. You can see where the divide is. Basically at the Rocky Mountains, I would say. Um, mm. Roughly around there, there's the Western interconnection, the Eastern interconnection, and then there's Texas all by itself. Yeah, but it looks like if you, I mean, if you look at the way that that's designed, it looks like it goes into other states. Yeah. It looks like more than just Texas. Though. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it goes up into Oklahoma yeah, or right. something, too. yeah. Says Texas, however, has insisted on having its own grid with little connection to the other two grids. It's a point of pride for politicians there who claim the state has energy independence. So I've heard other uh, sources calling them like the Wild West of energy. And it's like like they're they're cowboys. They're like not subject to the laws, (laughs) you know, just all the Texas uh, stereotypes you can get. I, I imagine there's all kinds of people throwing it in their face now. Oh, yeah. By not being connected to the larger grid, Texas was able to avoid regulations on trading electricity across states. So it's not considered interstate commerce since they're not right. connected to inter- interstate. Yeah. Um, so they can uh, avoid some of the regulation, the energy regulation, which a lot of people are saying this is half the problem mm-hmm. is since they're not regulated, like they're... The regulated states are supposed to have so much like reserve right. energy. It's kind of yeah. like the big banks; like yeah. they don't have your money necessarily, mm-hmm. but they have a reserve and right. an, an amount. So if people do go try to call back yeah. their loans and call right. their money that they put in the bank, that there there's yeah. money to support. And, that. and there's structural regulations and right. so, so forth that would they say would protect against such a deep freeze. Yeah. So without being regulated, they they say um, they're their structure, their infrastructure was not up to snuff with what it should have been, and they didn't have the reserves on hand for if something went down. Right. And on top of that, since they're not connected, uh, most states, if they have a power shortage, they can tap other states, right. like buy from other states, but they're not connected, so there's no way of transporting that to their state. So it says, these failures shouldn't just be seen as a once-in-a-lifetime event. America's expect to see more and more extreme weather events in the coming decades, and it will probably cause electricity demand to regularly rise and fall, and in turn cause more of these devastating blackouts. Again, going back to right, climate, climate change. change. The alternative isn't much better. In California, so we had... Big incidences in California this last summer right. with power outages due to extreme heat. Says California, the warming climate has increased the likelihood of power lines causing wildfires. That combined with aging transmission lines caused a wildfire that killed 85 people and destroyed 19,000 buildings in 2018. Hmm. Um, Pacific Gas and Electric 
which manages the California grid, has issued rolling blackouts to prevent these fires. So there's really no yeah. <laughs> no hope for electricity from what this sounds. Right, yeah. So there's there's... Obviously, it gets kind of political in this and uh, is talking about how um, climate change is going to make this worse yeah. as, as the years go by. Like, these these blackouts are going to cause right. further... Yeah. They're going to be more... more. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the word I'm looking for? More common. I right. don't know why I couldn't think of the word common. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Well, I like how they get in and it says, but the blackouts have disproportionately affected low-income people who can't afford generators and caused life-threatening situations for people who need refrigeration for their medication. And then it gets in and says, um, that's why experts argue America needs to build a more resilient grid that can recover from these disasters more and more quickly. But until then, America's aging grid system will continue to be tested by extreme weather events, and it will be the most vulnerable people who suffer. Yes. Oh, it doesn't matter what it is. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. By definition, the most vulnerable people right. will be the yeah. ones to suffer the most because yeah. they're the most vulnerable. <laughs> That's the definition of vulnerable. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I I don't mean to make light of that, but yeah. obviously, right. obviously, the most vulnerable yeah. are going to be the most susceptible to being affected by yeah. this because <laughs> that's what they are. Yeah. By so, definition. So that was a nice visual of. What and I I found it funny because it just showed like an online power plant, an online solar yeah, panel, right. an online, and it just showed them like shut off, and it's just like this is what it's like. It's just like <laughs> you had to show us a visual. Right, of yeah, that. We, we needed to know what it looked like with power yeah. off. Picture books. Yeah, just turn the lights off. Yeah. So again, obviously there is a lot of emotions surrounding all of this, right? Because people are dying from yeah, this. Right. This is being made. A huge ordeal, though, because like you said, like we pointed out, people are dying in other states. Yeah. People died here in Iowa. People died. That guy drowned in his pool in another state. That wasn't in Texas. Right. Um, People in Ohio are are dying from this. So um, for us to single-handedly point at Texas as the single point of failure here is kind of— Yeah. Like— Obviously, it's a political move. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Because otherwise, yeah. they'd be like, "Well, look at Louisiana; they they had power outages." Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I, and actually, I was just reading about Indiana or uh, Louisiana, and they said uh, uh, hundreds of thousands are without power, um, and they've declared a state of emergency in Louisiana. Yeah. So, and it says, uh, you know, seven people have died there, which is just like maybe three under what who died in texas right so if i was in louisiana i'd be like why the hell aren't you talking about us yeah Yeah, that was the article is louisiana is the the ugly stepchild of the winter storm that nobody's talking about right well i'm sure their grid isn't winterized even though they're interconnected yeah um supposedly i'm assuming they're part of the 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 federal interconnection that we were talking about the one of the two grids right but i'm sure their stuff probably isn't winterized either isn't made right. to hold up to the oh, extreme sure. cold so but we're not talking about that we're specifically talking about texas right because they're deregulated right and it's easy to point at them and be like that's the problem right, right. there yeah if for they, both sides oh absolutely yeah if they just would have listened or you know if they would have followed regulations or if they would have focused more on renewables right. or if they would have focused more on gas right right they wouldn't be here but you can't point at a state that has is connected to this federal um, right. infrastructure and be and say that's a problem because 
you singly can affect that as a politician, as a federal politician, you can affect that infrastructure. Right. Yeah. But a deregulated infrastructure, you can point at it and yeah. have hands off of it and be like, we didn't have anything to do with that. They want yeah. to deregulate themselves, so they're the problem. Yeah. And then screw all the other states that are still having yeah. problems. Yeah. It's just, like you said, this is going to be a movie on Hulu probably in the next couple weeks mm -hmm. about the failure of Texas. Ted Cruz is going to be the big bad guy. And I mean, that's just the way they're going to play it yeah. up. And because that's, that's how, that's how Hollywood works yeah. when they politicize. You ever see that movie, the towering inferno? Mm -mm. It was about a, um, a, a, a fire in like a, a high rise. Right? right. And, um, and it was when they were trying to, um, increase regulation of fire code. Right, commercial fire code, and uh, it it's got lots of stars in it, but it's horribly acted. And it was about like some faulty wire connections created a fire. Okay, and they didn't have you know proper escapes. They didn't have proper sprinklers that you Sounds know. Sounds like something that, that we would watch in like a fire code. Right, like right, yeah, safety it, class that we you could and and you would laugh your ass off because it's that horribly really? acted. But this movie was used to push fire codes in the seventies. And, and it was pushed as an actual Hollywood blockbuster. Oh, yeah, it was, a, it was a Hollywood blockbuster because of wow. all the big stars. Steve McQueen was in it, Holy Robert Preston. Yeah. I mean, it was it was huge, and um, but it was totally agenda-driven. Yeah. So, and, yeah, we'll see it. We'll see, like, this cowboy Texas and how, oh, yeah. how their yeah. um, lax laws yeah. caused this crisis. Yeah. Ted Cruz will be sitting in Mexico smoking a big cigar. Oh, like, of course. Suckers. <laughs> so we talked about some of the deaths. Um, this article, again, there there's the emotion of the deaths, and then yeah. there are the news articles that dramatize them right. yeah. to push their own agendas, obviously. Because that's what they do. Yeah. So I just wanted to read the um, start of this article because we already mentioned most of the deaths. But this one says, has snow blanketed much of Texas? This is like the start of a novel. <laughs> yeah. Says the snow blanketed much of Texas on Sunday. An 11 year old boy in the Houston area gleefully played outside. Seeing the snow was a first for the boy. How did they know? Did the mom tell him this or are they making I, this shit up? Yeah, I think it's a combination. Is this really the first time it snowed in 11 years in Texas? I think so, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I believe that. I don't, well, they're from Honduras. Uh, I, okay. And I don't know how okay. long they've been in the country. Seeing the snow for the first was a first for the boy who came from, came to the U.S. from Honduras two years ago with his mother, she told the Houston Chronicle. Less than 24 hours later, as temperatures plunged to near single digits and homes across the state lost power, the boy died. So again, I'm, I mean, yes, that's sad. That's heartbreaking. Right. right, yeah. Like, there's no reason any of this should have happened yeah. in the richest company, or company, country in the world, right. basically a company, yeah. um, for... People yeah. to freeze to death, right? But but to say but for them to yeah. come out and over dramatize he, he, he this, gleefully played. Well, how did you know he was gleeful? Yeah, Maybe his mom told him get his house outside. He's, he's like, mom, it's TV. fucking cold out. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, no, you've been on the screens enough. Get yeah. outside. But yeah, just the over dramatization of it for yeah. political gain is right. what grosses me out. When yeah. we like play up deaths, or and yeah. you know, you know this uh, this who is this the Texas Tribune. You know they yeah. look for these stories. The oh, news yeah. plays on the sad stories. And, and the Texas Tribune is one that is really pushing the fact that natural gas failed. Yeah, yeah. So, again, like, to play up something just for, you know, the, those reporters are excited when yeah. when things like this happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Find find the, the saddest death. It's it's kind of like, a, what's, what's that, uh, 
the singing show where they have the buttons like the golden buzzer. Oh, the like uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah. Um, is that the one with the golden buzzer where they uh, yeah. always have the saddest sob story to right. play up? Yeah. And then they give them the, the golden buzzer and you're like, well, that that yeah. wasn't even a good <laughs> song. It's yeah, just right. you you were happy that you found a sad yeah. story to right. yeah. to play up for the media. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> all of these crises are. They look for the saddest story to play it up for the media. Yeah. And again, it is sad, but it is. still. Yeah, but it's even sadder that it's become a political tool. So this same family um, of this 11-year-old boy from Honduras is suing uh, the power companies for $100 million out of all of this because um, this one we'll get into a little bit about the power company and how it, it how it's set up. And so that's why I wanted to read this one. Um, it says, let me share this, Texas Power Provider Electric Reliability Council of Texas. Man, the word reliability, I bet they're they're questioning their name now. The Electric <laughs> right. Reliability Council yeah. of Texas. You're not living up to your name. Yeah. And the Entergy Corporation have been hit with a $100 million lawsuit accusing them of gross negligence of the death of a child whose family suspects he suffered from hypothermia when they lost electricity and heat in their mobile home during a historic cold snap. The mother of the 11-year-old Christian Pineda filed the wrongful death lawsuit in Jefferson County District Court, alleging the utility giants put profits over welfare of people by ignoring previous recommendations to winterize its power grid. Like I said, they weren't, they weren't prepared. Their power grids weren't right. prepared to um, meet these yeah. cold temperatures, which sustained an epic failure last week left more than 4 million customers without heat and electricity as temperatures in some parts of the state plunged to single digits. Despite having knowledge of the dire uh, weather forecast for at least a week in advance, that's not enough time to winterize your, your grid. I'm sorry. No, no, no. A week no. in advance is enough time. They should have been yeah. preparing for this before. Right. And the knowledge that the system was not prepared for more than a decade, ERCOT and Entergy failed to take any preemptory action that could have averted the crisis and were wholly unprepared to deal with the crisis at hand. Christian died on Tuesday in his family's mobile home in Houston suburb of Conroe while sharing a bed with his three-year-old brother under a pile of blankets in an attempt to stay warm. Maybe he's suffocated under the pile no of blankets. No doubt. The three-year-old brother was okay, though? Yeah, and he died of hypothermia. Unless that he came out from under the blankets while he was sleeping. Right. Or he had some underlying condition or something right. that made him more yeah. vulnerable to the cold. That yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, at all. I I that's what I thought as I was reading it. Yeah, this is a young man who died for no reason other than corporate decisions. Very politically, I I feel like she's not the one saying. Oh, this is the Pineda family attorney. It's probably one of those uh, uh, ambulance chasers. Yeah, ambulance chasers yeah. that was like, hey, somebody died here. We we got a case here. Yeah. There are a lot of decisions that were made a long time ago that led to the death of this young man. That is unacceptable. As of Sunday, more than 30 people had died in Texas in the past week. There you go. So there's the real numbers. Okay. 30 people suppo supposedly have died from this. Gotcha. Including many from carbon monoxide after people used cars or generators to keep warm during the power outage. We talked about that. Busby said he now represents seven families. That's really his name, Tony Busby. Yeah, he sounds like a shyster. Yeah, he's one of those like slick, like. Hey there, Tony. Tony Busby. Tony Busby. Like, How are you? Here's my card. Yeah. Um. Anybody die? He's like the <laughs> um. What's the uh, the better uh, better call Saul guy? The Saul, oh, right, Saul right. Goodman yeah. type lawyer. He's got like yeah. the 
cheesy pillars in the background yeah. of his law office. Who, who, who's the the lawyer from The Simpsons? The, the uh, guy I can't that's... remember his name. Hey guys, yeah. <laughs> Busby now represents seven families who lost loved ones as a result of the severe weather, and said more lawsuits will be filed. Yeah, he's definitely chasing this thing oh, because yeah. you know yeah. all these people aren't coming to him. Yeah. He's forming a case yeah. here, right? And he's probably hired by some green activist or oh, something. I'm sure. Christian's lawsuit is the first, and his lawsuit should be the. F- Christian's lawsuit is the first, and his lawsuit should be the first. Hmm. What? <laughs> this kid is going to change Texas, and God bless him for that. Oh, oh my God. God, that is like the the sleazeball lawyer no <laughs> comment. Doubt. Yeah, that's like something freaking Rudy Giuliani would come right. out uh, and it say. Would, yeah, he's probably got a hat, Team Christian. Yes, the sixth grader who migrated uh, to the U.S. two years ago with his family was healthy who on the day before his death was playing in the snow for the first time in his life. Yes, we read that. Again, yeah. dramatizing right. the, the situation. But, but again, there's no... how He him die, get hyperthermia and die, but his three-year-old brother's yeah, fine. Yeah, that yeah, just I, does not make sense. Like I said, unless he came out from under the blankets. It right. says, while the family contends the child froze to death, the official cause of death is pending. The re- results of the autopsy, according to the police department. So... It'll be interesting to see what happens if if the results come out and he didn't die right of hypothermia of hypothermia because yeah. he's the poster child for this whole crisis yeah. right now. Right. So for and he's the eleven million dollar lawsuit. So mm-hmm. if this comes out to be anything but hypothermia, man, yeah, God bless his family, I guess. So ERCOT manages the electric grid with more than twenty five million customers. Said in a statement that I had not yet reviewed the lawsuit, but will respond accordingly. Once we do, hmm. our thoughts are with all Texans who have and are suffering due to this past week. Our thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. ERCOT official says it initiated emergency rolling blackouts February fifteenth after a snowstorm blanketed much of Texas and sent temps uh, falling into sub freezing levels. Uh, because approximately for 46% of privately owned generation tripped offline this past Monday morning, we are confident that our grid operators made the right choice to avoid a statewide blackout. But the lawsuit filed on behalf of Panetta and the estate of Christian Panetta uh, by attorney Anthony Busby contends that the power was turned off for those who were most vulnerable to the cold. So he is claiming that it was only right. turned off to like the poor people. Right, yeah, yeah. The reason for that, and um, I don't know if, because it says uh, the images of empty downtown Houston office buildings with power, but uh, the mobile home park was left without power. And, so, and if that's the case, then yeah, absolutely. Then that's bullshit. That's yeah. yeah, right, right. That is really shitty if you're turning off to the trailer parks, but not the office buildings. Because people yeah. don't need to be in office buildings. Right, though, exactly. So. But I did see how this is uh, a um, uh, contest, like, a vulnerable person's thing, like the most like minor minority groups were most affected because you get the the people in the richer areas around the hospitals who right. have power turned back on immediately or not turned off at all because the hospitals need the power. Right. It's like, I'm sorry, but that you you can't complain that the hospitals have power. Right. Yeah. Yes, it sucks that you don't live around the hospitals. But that's like me during the Drake show. Mm-hmm. I live right next to the school. The school had power back on the next day. Yeah. I had power on the next day and the people across the street did not. Oh, okay. So we were like one of like four houses in the area on yeah. this block that had power. 
I, you, I feel just, bad for the other people, but it's not because of my privilege you, or anything. You're one of the top 1%. I, I guess so, because you were without power like two weeks. Yeah, like 12 days. So, I don't know. I don't know. But, again, if it is true, if it does come out that these office buildings had power turned on and the light, they just left all their lights on as they went home yeah. for the weekend. <laughs> but um, <laughs> be that up. would be really messed. <laughs> the TV's blaring. And, uh, but, but, yeah, these, like, uh, trailer parks were without power yeah. for longer extended periods of time, right. then yes, that, that should be addressed. And yeah. So um I'd like to see proof or evidence of that. Right. Or is he just making these claims? Exactly, right. So there is that. Um uh, that whole lo- wrongful death suit. And I'm sure like like he said, more are going to follow. Oh yeah. Well he's you know, got seven by now and and if there's over thirty then he, yeah he's Yeah, and this ain't this isn't gonna go away. No. This whole story is going to yeah. be headlined for a while now yeah. because Oh yeah. Well it's gonna become I mean, well, we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. Well you got again the fact that Texas isn't regulated right. by yeah. the feds. Yeah. You got the fact that um um global warming and then you have this whole leadership breakdown which now I want to talk about. You you've mentioned Ted Cruz right, sitting yeah. in Mexico chomping on a cigar. <laughs> yeah. With El Chapo. People are <laughs> up in arms over the fact that Ted Cruz went to Cancun. Took yeah. his family to Cancun. Yeah. And my first response was, well, who gives a fuck if he right. goes on vacation? Yeah. I think that was before I even realized how bad the situation was. Right. Like, everybody's cold and there's no power. Yeah. And the senator goes on vacation. It's like, yeah. okay, that happens. Right, right. But the fact that, like, there's a major energy crisis and right. your your family is yeah. going to right. <laughs> sunbathe yeah. on a resort somewhere right. in C- Cancun. Yeah, and I'm... I'm I like Ted Cruz. Yeah, I, I like things that he's sa- he said. I like things he's fight f- fought for, uh, but um, politically, I mean, it's just kind of fucked up. And well, to be honest, morally, what, well, whether or not it's morally wrong, it's just a bad show of leadership. It it's is not leading. Yeah. It's not being yeah. that for, example for somebody who wanted to be president. You know, about right. four years ago, five years ago. Yeah, I mean, this is your time to shine. This is your time to step up, and and you know. Take leadership, yeah, try to take care of people. And especially when your whole like persona right now is being your whole character is being murdered after the yeah. the, the contested elections yeah. because you spearheaded um like questioning election results yeah. and and he's single handedly being um singled out uh by like AOC and all right. these other people saying she he tried to kill her and right, yeah. and things like that. It's just like you'd think you'd do everything you could to right. boost yeah. you think and, at the very least you'd be like if I go get my hands dirty in this, maybe this will boost yeah. my image. And, and and now he's trying. I mean, now on on social media, you'll see pictures of him giving out water and and <laughs> flipping like, hot too, dogs. Too and, little, too late, man. Yeah, right, right. We had the guy that handed out, gave out like thousands of free meals here after yeah. the storm. He packed up his hot dogs and went down yeah. to his, Texas no, to help out. Ribs, ribs, ribs and brisket. He oh. does he does first class barbecue. Do you think they're going to be like, "Oh, these aren't Texas ribs. This ain't <laughs> Texas barbecue." That would be fucked up. That would be. But then and, then you got tex- Ted Cruz that's yeah. fleeing the state. Well, and I'll tell you how widespread it is. There was a billboard over on um one of the main drags that says um Willie Ray thumbs up, Ted Cruz thumbs down. Oh wow. So they're yeah. they're definitely um, making a point out of this. Yeah. That's here in town? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So apparently he gave a flimsy excuse for why he went to Cancun. Yeah. 
says he initially blamed his daughters. <laughs> it's their fault. They were I cold. didn't even want to go. <laughs> Saying they asked to go away with friends since there was no power and school was out, and he just wanted to be a good dad. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, stop blaming your kids. Yeah. I had the town I, I grew up in. There was a, I think it was the the city treasurer or something, or the county treasurer. He got busted for skimming off the top. And he came out and gave a, an official statement saying, well, my daughter wanted to go to this college and I needed help paying for this and I'm sorry, but this and this. And his daughter turned around and was like, fuck you, man. You never paid a dime for my college. Damn. And yeah, so it, don't throw the blame on your yeah, daughters right, right. When, when you do shitty things yeah, Right, is all I have to say to yeah. that because I've seen it firsthand and how yeah. in this family is com- like divorced now. The daughter won't ha- doesn't want anything to do with yeah. him. Neither one of his kids want anything to well, do with him. So apparently, and I read, apparently uh, there's now a federal investigation into um, whoever leaked the pictures of Ted Cruz at the airport because apparently, um, I don't know, I... Is there a law saying you can't post I, pictures I, of a senator at the airport? I, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I guess there's a, whoever the source is who leaked the fact that he was flying to Mexico. Well, if it was one of his aides, then that's fucked up. Yeah, like, right. Or, like, his, his secret yeah. service or somebody. Right, yeah. It's like, hey, look how shitty this guy is. Yeah. Or get, I, getting paid for they it. They haven't revealed who the leak is, but now they're, but they're investigating into it. But anybody could have taken that you know, fucking picture. Yeah. So... Be like, look at fucking Ted Cruz in his Hawaiian print shirt. Yeah, no shit. says, Cruz claimed he planned to return home immediately after dropping them off. Then admitted he actually intended to stay through the weekend (laughs) while his constituents were suffering from freezing temperatures, massive power outages, and unsafe drinking water. On Sunday, Axios reported Cruz invited one of his own friends along on the trip. So, yeah, he was planning on coming. The the story, like, (laughs) unfolds as... That as as it goes, as time yeah. progresses, it gets worse and worse. The website said David Panton, who was Cruz's roommate at Princeton and Harvard Law, joined the family at the Ritz Carlton in Cancun. Cruz hurried home when word got out about his trip. Oh, of course, convenient. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah, I'm no, coming. no, I I was just dropping him off. I I would have had more respect for him if he, he was like. Fuck you, it's 20 degrees. Yeah. I'm not coming back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop making. I mean, own up to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the very least, I made a bad judgment call. Yeah, right, yeah. I think that would have gone a long yeah. way. Yeah, people still would have been pissed, yeah. but if you would have just initially been like, my bad, yeah. bad judgment call, right. Yeah, I'm on my way back. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But instead, oh, no, I was dropping my daughters yeah, off, right. and, and, and I was going to come back. right back. Oh, but but I did invite my friend yeah. down. Well, then how come you had this uh, week um, let's boat uh, reserved for a week and this car reserved and for a golf, week? And go, tea time, golf yeah, tea right, time yeah, next all weekend. All through the week yeah, and yeah. golf lessons. Yes. And but, but I was planning on coming back. Yeah, right. Says he's been trying to save face since the ill-fated trip by making a series of TV appearances and belatedly turning up at relief events. I hate that. I fucking yeah. hate when they show up to hand out waters yeah. just for photo ops. Right, it yeah. just, it, I, I'd rather you just not show yeah. up at all, especially right, exactly. at this point. It's just like, yeah. do yourself a favor yeah. and go like back to Cancun. Right, yeah, exactly. You're doing more good. Yeah. Here, here I'm, I'm giving out water. All right, there we go. Let's go. Come yeah. On. Again, if he would have just came out and been like, mm, mm, my bad, my yeah, bad. Right. But now to try to be like, look, I'm helping, guys. Yeah. I'm helping. It's like, but too, too little, too late, yeah. man. Like yeah. that ship has sailed. Yeah. You got a lot of bridges to mend if you can even come back yeah. from that. And obviously this it's really gonna be over politicized more saying how much of a monster Ted Cruz was right. for inciting the Capitol riots and now right. look at him, he's letting his constituents freeze yep. to death. Right. Yep. 
another leader that failed miserably <laughs> in Texas. Um, yeah, big time. Even worse, I'd say, than Ted oh, Cruz. Oh, way did. worse. Because yeah. at least Ted Cruz was just like human error. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. lack of owning up to it. That's yeah. That's his big That's thing. human yeah. error. Yeah. <laughs> this other guy is just this a guy, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this guy got elected to office. So there's a Texas mayor of the town of Colorado City, Texas, which is interesting. Um, it says a Texas mayor resigned after seemingly telling residents to fend for themselves. <laughs> sounds to me, when, when I read this, it's not going to sound like he's saying fend for yourself. It sounds like he's saying fuck off. Yeah, basically. It's much more than just yeah. saying fend for yourself. Because yeah. um, you could come out and be like, I don't know what to tell you. Every man for themselves. Yeah, right. I mean, that alone would be shitty right. enough. But what this guy said is far, far worse than yeah. that. It says, as then-Mayor Colora- Mayor of Colorado City, Tim Boyd, wrote an insensitive message for people desperate for heat, water, and power, saying, only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. <laughs> <sighs> That's bad enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when he should have shoved his foot in his mouth. Yeah. Sounds like he's he's about ready to just go open up Thunderdome. <laughs> Yet he proceeds. Like statements like that should shouldn't slip out of your mouth yeah. in the first place. When they are, you should shut your mouth yeah. immediately. But he's, he's he goes on roaming the uh, the Badlands in a souped up charger with a, a dog and, and football pads <laughs> <Yes>. on. <laughs> he goes on to say, "No one owes you or your family anything." Nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. So what is the local government's responsibility then? Yeah. To lord over you? Right. Sink or swim, it's your choice. The city council, along with power providers, or any other service owes you nothing. I am sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. (laughs) People are freezing to death, dude. Yeah. And and they, they pay taxes so that their local government keeps infrastructure going. Yeah. Right? And they pay their utility bills. We they owe pay you taxes nothing. on their utility yeah. bills. They pay his damn salary. Yes. And he's saying we don't owe you jack shit. Uh, you're looking for a damn handout. We're yeah. paying you everything you have right now. Yeah, right. You you are your sole existence is based on the fact that we are paying your salary. Yes. And you're telling us to eat shit. <laughs> Here's the full here's the full thing. Right. I, I didn't even read the full thing before. I'm sure it this gets is this is lengthy. So let me share this so y'all can see. And then we'll get into break shortly after this. So um we're at about that time right now. So he starts out saying, Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. <laughs> you're a public official. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're not just a keyboard warrior. Starting negative. It sounds like he's um taking the Donald Trump route yeah. for Twitter. Right. No one owes you or your family anything, nor is it local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. Sink or swim, it's your choice. This is the things we talked about, all the way up to the damn handout part. He goes on from there, though. I thought that was the end. He goes on to say, if you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside the box to survive and supply water to your family. If you're sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and you're sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're lazy is direct result of your raising. <laughs> Only the strong wow. will survive and the weak will perish. He spells Paris, P-A-R-I-S-H, like a parish of a church. Yeah. Not P-E-R-I-S-H like he intended to. Only the weak will 
be parishioners, I think is what he meant. <laughs> Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the few will work and others will become dependent for handouts. Am I sorry that you have been dealing without electricity and water? Yes, but I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it for themselves. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mesh them into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a hand up, handout. Get up, get off your ass, and take care of your own family. Wow. Wow. So there's some, there's some honesty going on there of his feelings towards... Like, uh, right. like uh, the welfare state yeah. and his feelings towards people not wanting to work to do their yeah. part. Would, would he be okay if somebody came to his house, took over his house, and kicked him out? Yeah. Because, you survival know, of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. But I'm just saying, there, there's honest sentiment there because I've said similar things yeah. as this, like, well, people need to like take care of their own. Right. Yeah. It, absolutely. But when you're a leader of a town, of a city, town, yeah. and you publicly say this, to the people that put they, you there. They are your people. They are the yeah. people you, you're they, responsible for them. Yeah. They think, they probably think that um, voting for this person is them part of doing their part right. to Absolutely. make themselves yeah. a better community, a safer community, mm-hmm. by putting in certain officials. That's yeah. that's part of the democratic right. system. Yeah. And for him to come out and be like, stop being fucking lazy yeah. and save your own family. Yeah. If you don't have water, deal with it out. Yeah. I don't know if he realizes this, but you can't deal without water. Yeah, right. You need water. Probably was expecting people to you know, go down, chip out some ice, and then purify it and, yeah. and whatever. Which, but Again, it is ultimately on you to save yourself and your family. Uh, absolutely. Like, you shouldn't trust the government. Yeah. But it's not a government official's position to yeah. say, don't trust us. Yeah. Now, I mean, that's something that your crazy neighbor might be saying. Like, right. why are we trusting the damn government? We should right. be fending for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that. We should be fending for ourselves Absolutely. more. Right. Yeah. And if we were in a, cert- a similar situation, we we would figure it out. Yeah. We would. Right. You right. Know. So, I mean, we saw it, like, people chipping in, helping each other right. out yeah. left and right after the Draco. Uh, the Draco but, Absolutely. And we had talked about before the show, like, and kind of during the show, how overly politicized Texas is. Right. After, like, four days of no power. Yes, it's colder there. But we were without power two weeks. They mm-hmm. had, like, four million people without yeah. power. We had, like, a million and a half people without oh, power and, for two weeks. And it wasn't just that. I mean, there was people without water. Yeah. Um, we people didn't without have, homes. We didn't have internet. Like, homes destroyed. They're oh, yeah. still, like, oh, yeah. destroyed oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. They're still clearing up debris from homes and businesses. Michael's just opened up. Well, they haven't opened up yet. Yeah. They're still damaged from yeah. the Draco. Um, well, like, the gym across town is still flattened. Yeah, right? The church over on Blair's Ferry, yeah. they're still flattened. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we didn't have we didn't have cell phone service. You and know, if you, if you want to compare them, minus the cold, we are not—our infrastructure is not built— for hurricane winds. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. The the big trees all around is proof of that. Yeah, like you know, like the, the building structure. The the yeah. code. There's different codes on the coast for like hurricane territory yeah. for buildings to like yeah. withstand like certain wind levels. We don't have those yeah. codes here, the so telephone. it's similar to what yeah. Texas has. The, they don't. the power lines that got shredded because they weren't built to be in those winds. Right. I mean, so I mean, minus the cold, we were experiencing yeah. a similar thing. We're not used to this weather. It affected us 
greatly. Mm -hmm. Was it talked about across the country as a political ordeal? Well, look at Iowa. If it wasn't for global warming, it would be this. Right. Or if it wasn't for natural gas, it would be this. Or right. if it was, No, it was just like... I, I don't even know if it was national coverage, to be honest. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. There so, were, I saw people crying for it. Right. You know, Thoughts wondering where, where, yeah, wondering why we're not getting coverage. Why, where are the news crews? Where, right. you know, why isn't, um, you know, why isn't Trump in, in Iowa looking right. at it? You know, and that kind of stuff. And because who cares? First of all, who cares about Iowa? Right. Second of all, you can't point the finger at one specific thing like deregulation, deregulation yeah. right there. But, or, but but it's the same thing if you remember um, uh, the floods of 2008, right, mm -hmm. where Cedar Rapids was just nailed with these huge floods. Yeah. And, I mean, the whole downtown area was wiped out. Right. But you didn't see all the natural national coverage, right. not like you did with Katrina, you know, yeah. or any of that stuff. And, and it was, you know, somewhat similar you know, with all the damage that was done. I mean, entire downtown area was just wiped out. And I'm not saying this to say feel bad for us because no, no, we experience. No, no. no I'm, I'm saying there's clearly an agenda yeah. when the news crews only right. cover like specific yeah. crises, when right. equal or greater yeah. or similar crises yeah. happen in smaller, like less yeah. significant it, states. If we if we sat around, you know, and after the Draco, and we we blame Trump for not being there to help us. Right. If you know, 2008. If we sat there and we were like, you know, George Bush hates people why yeah. wins you know yeah there would have been coverage you right. know but because of the fact that we we you know got shit done and pulled together right. there was no story yeah you know there there was well, that, no that and texas has always been the outlier yeah it's always been texas is basically their own country right. you know They're texas the cowboys. On, yeah yeah they are and that's what they basically call their mm -hmm. power system was the the cowboys of it yeah. so um and, they're and, obviously all they're always against the liberal agenda first right. of all. Yeah. And and, and that that's what I was going to say. Texas is the poster child Republican state. Yeah. Yeah. So it's easy to point at them and be like look at everything they're yeah. doing wrong. That is the reason for what the situation they're in. And this isn't the time to point fingers at the reason for why like why Texas is so fucked up. That's why right yeah. now is the time to be helping the communities out, sending in like the right. Red Cross, yeah. like yep. sending food and, and water and relief packages, yeah. not not having this political back right. and forth bullshit. Right. What's to blame? Who's yeah. to blame? Yeah. Which we're going to get into that right yes. after this break. We're going to get into a break right now. We're going to come back and read some of the um, the the back and forth between um, the the political motivation behind this. And also I'm going to speculate on kind of where I think this is going to to push like towards the whole green yeah. agenda and stuff like that so we're gonna get into break really quick and then when we come back we'll get right back into it so we'll see you in just a minute Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. 
Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. We are back. Yes. Still talking about Texas. Yeah, well, there's a lot about Texas. We're talking about the storm, at least. I mean, there's, it's obviously, like we said, more than just Texas affected, yeah. but that's the one they're solely focused on, unless it somehow affects their agenda in other ways, which right. we'll get into that <laughs> a little bit, too, how they coincidentally brought up the other states when it lined up with their agenda right. in, in other ways, so... Uh, first, uh, you had mentioned that um, we had like side by side articles of who was to blame for this because we yeah. talked about how politicized this whole stupid thing is. Right, like politicizing of a crisis, which we're really this country is really good at politicizing oh crises. It, it has to. I mean, that's what makes the uh, the bread and butter of the news go around. You know, what's what's really interesting to me is that the media clearly like has biases and they. Use it mm. to politicize a crisis, and yet people still are like, they have my side in this because right. they think this. It's like they are using you. They don't yeah, give right. a shit that yeah. you don't have power. Yeah, they don't have a, give a shit yeah. that that eleven year old died. Yeah, they're using it for ratings. They're using it to push right. agendas in yeah. uh, in the media and in government. That's all yeah. they're doing. They don't give a shit about you. Mm -hmm. They don't give a shit that that <laughs> the power's out. Right. Yeah. And the only reason they would give a shit that the power's out is that you're not watching the media and, right, yeah. and um, watch, like having your brain implanted yeah. with all this bullshit. That's the only reason they would care. Yeah. So if you think for a second that like Fox News or CNN has your side, they don't. They don't at all. So, but we had two articles here, um, side by side with each other. One is titled "Frozen Wind Turbine." Hamper Texas power output, states electric and the state's electric grid operator says. So the frozen wind turbine hampers the output. Yes. The next article is titled, No, frozen wind turbines aren't the main culprit of Texas power outages. <laughs> Who do you fucking believe when yeah. when it's like I mean, this is how it is with any story, right, though, yeah. but it's so funny that it's just right, literally yeah. one it, says frozen turbines are yeah. to blame. The other says, no, frozen yeah. turbines aren't to same, blame. Same state, you know, different news. Same, same, same story. State. Yeah, same story, just different sides. Right. So, so I'll let you read this one. All right. Which one do we want to tackle first? Uh, let's go with uh, the frozen wind turbines. That, aren't. That they are. That they the are. One, the ones that they did hamper it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, All right. So they are to blame, the frozen wind turbines. Okay, so this is uh, from the um, Austin American Statesman. I don't even know what that is, but yes. okay. It says, nearly half of Texas installed wind power generation capacity has been offline because of frozen wind turbines in West Texas, according to Texas grid operators. Wind farms across the state generate up to a combined 25,100 megawatts of energy. 
But unusually moist winter I conditions. Hate that word. Moist? moist? Moist. What a moist winter that it was. It is quite moist. Moist. Um, in West Texas, brought on by the weekend's freezing rain and historically low temperatures, have iced many of those wind turbines to a halt. As of Sunday morning, those iced turbines compromised 12,000 megawatts of Texas-installed wind generation capacity. So, that sounds like, according to those numbers, that's half of the wind's energy output was shut down. Gotcha. Yep. So, remember we were talking, they should compare in percentages of that that specific um, resources output. Not yeah. not a total of, hey, this one's putting out more than that, this one's shut down more than that. It should be yeah. a percentage of that specific output. So we're, according to these numbers, if they're correct, that is 50% of right. the total wind output was halted. Yeah, it says um, the installed wind generation capacity. Although those, those West Texas turbines don't typically spin to their full generation capacity this time of year. Fortunately for the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, which manages the electric state grid, the storm's gusty winds are spinning the state's unfrozen coastal turbines at a higher rate than expected, helping at a helping to offset some of the power generation losses because of the icy conditions. This is a unique winter storm that's more widespread with lots of moisture in West Texas, where there's a oh lot my of gosh, times. It's so funny. What's that? The word moisture pops up, or you just read the word moisture, yeah. and on this article, this Johnson's like lotion just popped up on the screen, That's like funny. as soon as you said moisture. <laughs> so yes, here, creepy here, we'll fuck. help you. Here's moisture for you. That is creepy. Um, Senior Director of System Operations for Electric Reliability Council of Texas. It's certainly more than what we could typically assume. Wind power has been the fastest growing source of energy in Texas power grid. In 2015, wind Winder winder power generation supplied 11% of Texas energy grid. Last year, it supplied 23% and overtook coal as the system's second largest source of energy and natural gas, after natural gas. So this resource says 23%. Yes. We've read some that say 15%. We've read some that say as high as like 35%. So it's really hard to get a... (laughs) A direct number. The plot thickens because in Austin, wind power supplies roughly 19% (laughs) of the city's energy (laughs) demands, all of which is passed from producers to consumers across the state grid. The city began adding several megawatts of wind energy capacity to its renewable energy portfolio in the 90s from both West Texas and Gulf Coast wind farms. The frozen turbines come as low temperatures strain the state's power grid and force operators to call for immediate statewide conservation efforts. The unplugging non-essential appliances, turning down residential heaters, and minimize use of electric lighting. Electric demand is expected to exceed the state's previous winter peak record set in 2018 by 10,000 megawatts. Wow. And peak demand expected for Monday and Tuesday is forecasted to meet or exceed the state's summertime record for peak demand of 74,000 megawatts. Typically, so typically in Texas, peak demand would be in the summer, not in the wintertime. Right. So it's it's surpassing by 10,000 winter peak records, but it's also forecasted to exceed their summertime, which is typically hot and that yeah. probably produce a lot more power. Right, that's what it says. Typically, the, the system peaks in the summer because of the air conditioning load, but we're seeing forecast of overall demand being that high in the next few days. 
<clears throat> there's a nice little chart that shows how much wind power has grown on the energy grid in the last five years. And that's the end of the article. That's the end. Of the so article. basically, wind is to blame for this, according to this article. The yeah, American Austin American statesman. I, I felt like they weren't given the full picture. Oh, you know, they're just specifically right. focused on wind energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're saying, well, um, the gas and stuff it had to supplement what that because we've bumped up wind production to 24% and because uh 50% of the wind output was reduced at yeah. this time even though even though it even said that at this time of the year wind production isn't at 100% anyway right. so yeah. it's really not even 50% right. it's 50% of the total output but when let's say um they're typically running at 80% or like 70% at this time of year. So then it's really only knocked down 20%, right. not 50%. Yeah, so right. Again, so, they're cooking the books. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's hard to get direct numbers when when they're taking a one-sided basis here. Yeah. Like targeting specifically renewable energy and right. um, how it's inefficient or how it's the one that single-handedly caused this. But right. then we have this article... That's no frozen wind turbines aren't the main culprit of Texas power outage. You think this will be as one sided as the last one? Absolutely, most most definitely. I'll read this one if you want. Absolutely, it says no frozen wind turbines aren't the main culprit. Like I said, lost wind power was expected to be a fraction of winter generation. All sources from natural gas to nuclear to coal to solar have struggled to generate power during the storm. What I take out of all of this is they all suffer drastically in this. Yeah, right. All all sources Across of the energy. Board. Yeah, right, right. Because it says they all were shutting down. Yeah. Like nuclear power plants were freezing up and mm -hmm. um the coal the coal piles were frozen like yeah. we saw. Freaking coal piles. I mean what they do keep it under a pile of snow. Yeah. Says um frozen wind turbines in Texas caused some conservative state politicians to declare Tuesday that the state was relying too much on renewable energy. But in reality, the wind power was expected to make up only a fraction of what the state had planned for during the winter. We know that. That's why we still have right. natural gas and coal and nuclear. The Electric Reliability Council of Texas, we keep hearing of that, um, projected that 80% of the grid's winter capacity, or 67 gigawatts, I want to say gigawatts because of Back to the Future. Right. Just, I'm going to say 67 gigawatts from now. <laughs> yes, so I'm going to start calling them gigawatts. Could be generated by natural gas, coal, and some nuclear power. So 60 or 80% uh, is generated by other things. Yeah. Other than wind, like we said. An of official with the Electric Reliability Council of Texas said Tuesday that 16 gigawatts of renewable energy, mostly wind generation, were offline. Nearly double that, 30 gigawatts had been lost from thermal sources, which includes gas, coal, and nuclear energy. However, 30, so 30 was lost from other sources. Right. 16 was lost from wind. Yes. So less than twice that, but 80% makes a, accounts for everything other than wind. Yeah. So yeah. you see how wind failed more right. based on the percentage of the output, like yeah. I was saying. Yeah. Because... Half of the, like, the numbers don't add up when you, like, they're playing a numbers game here. Right, yeah. 16 gigawatts of wind went down. We lost. Yeah. And it seems like they, they hope by throwing all these numbers at you and, and 
talking about, you know, the, the oh, well, five times as much or 10 times as mm-hmm. much or, you know, well, 16% of this and, and 28% of that. They're just trying to just confuse you. Confuse you. Yeah. They're throwing they're throwing facts at you, but they're throwing them at you like alphabet soup. Yeah. Well, like how they're like nearly double that. Obviously, 30 gigawatts is more than 16 gigawatts. <laughs> right, yeah. So you can see how the other sources yeah. lost more. Yeah, right, right. However, those other sources account for 80%. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's like saying the stock market, like Bitcoin is worth like $50,000 a Bitcoin right now. And let's say GameStop, which is worth like $50 or something right now. GameStop lost $25 this week. Bitcoin lost $5,000 this week. Which one lost more? Right. GameStop. GameStop percentage wise lost a lot more right. because it lost like half of 50% of its stock right. when bitcoin lost maybe a fraction of a percent of its stock yes it lost thousands of dollars more per stock but the impact of it was right. greater in the gamestop stock yeah so it says by wednesday those numbers had changed as more operators struggle to operate in the cold 45 gigawatts total were offline with 28 from thermal sources and 18 from renewable sources. Again, that's still a higher percentage. Yeah, right. Texas is a gas state, said Michael Weber, an energy resource professor of the University of Texas at Austin. That's just his state, his right. statement. Yeah. Texas is a gas state. Boom. Thank you for your input, yeah. Michael Weber. Yeah. <laughs> says ERCOT implemented blackouts Monday. We, we read all the stuff. As power plants went offline. Yeah. So we read all the rest of the stuff. It says gas is failing in the most spectacular fashion right now, Weber said. So he did have a little more to say. Oh, well, that was nice. It says, while Weber said all the state's energy sh- sources share the blame, like we said, mm-hmm. across the board, they're all failing. The natural gas industry is the most notably producing significantly less power than normal because it most notably produces significantly more power right. than the others. Um, it says, it appears that a lot of generation that has gone offline today has been primarily due to the <laughs> the issues of the natural gas system. So I don't need to go on. You can see what's going on here. Right. There, yeah. This one is specifically pointing at natural gas. The other one is specifically pointing at wind. Yeah. It says, this is what happens when you force the grid to rely in part on wind as power source, said Dan Crenshaw. So they're, they're firing Which back I, at Dan Crenshaw. And I actually have his full statement that yeah. I, I sent you. Says when he says when weather conditions get bad as they did last week, intermittent renewable energy like wind isn't there when you need it, and that's true. Mm-hmm. That's that's it's not a it's not an all sustaining right energy source. Go yeah. ahead and read what you got if you want. Oh sure, absolutely. It says here um, with blackouts across. This is from his Instagram. With blackouts across Texas, many are wondering what happened. Leftists are cheering a red state having energy problems. Here's the truth about what happened, in summary. A mix of oversubsidized wind energy and underinvestment in gas power means we didn't have enough base load energy for a massive spike in demand. Also, Texas infrastructure is not designed for a once-in-a-century freeze. Uh, the number one frozen wind turbines. Uh, West Texas, or I'm sorry, number one in the list, frozen wind turbines. West Texas had wind turbines that had to be de-iced. The little energy that power regulators planned on being supplied from wind was now gone. We have gone 31 gigawatts, gigawatts. gigawatts 
of wind installed on the grid. But on Monday, we couldn't even depend on six gigawatts working. Uh, to make matters worse, existing storage of wind energy and batteries was also gone because batteries lost 60% of their energy from the cold, which we know for a fact batteries do lose their their voltage if, in the cold. If you ever gone out and tried to start your car when it's like 30 below wind chills yeah. and it is hard to start or doesn't start, yeah. that's because batteries lose their power and their charge in the cold. Yes. Then there's a picture of some iced power lines, and it says, this is what happens when you force the grid to rely on part, a part on wind as a power source. When wind conditions, when weather conditions get bad, as they did this week, intermittent renewable energy like wind isn't there uh, when you need it. I think it's funny that he posted a picture of iced power lines, and it says, I know. This, I, is a, this is a product <laughs> of wind failing. It's like, no, that's yeah. a product of ice, freezing rain yeah. <laughs> on the power lines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number two, nuclear also got too cold. We only have four nuclear units in Texas, near Houston and Dallas. One of the reactors near Houston turned off due to safety sensor freezing. No problem with the reactor, but the lack of the sensor forced the plant to shut down as a precaution. Uh, number three, we don't have enough natural gas online. ERCOT planned on 67 gigawatts from natural gas coal, but could only get 43 gigawatts of it online. We didn't run out of natural gas, but we lost the ability to get it transported. Pipelines in Texas don't use cold insulation, so they froze. Every natural gas plant stayed online. They The downed plants were due to scheduled maintenance. I don't believe that. I don't either. I think it was planned rolling uh, blackouts. Yes. Government Governor Abbott made the right call in diverting all natural gas to home heating fuel and then electricity for homes. Gas and coal brought a stable supply of energy, but still not enough. So that's countering the claim of Busby, lawyer right. Busby, that said that the office, office buildings. buildings were all lit up but with nobody in them, but yeah. um, mobile homes weren't. So yeah. who's who's right and who's wrong here? If right. the governor said, hey, we need to direct this specifically to homes, then you would think no energy would be being right. directed to the empty office building. Exactly. He goes, why don't we have extra gas power when we need it the most? Because years of federal subsidies for wind has caused an over-reliance on wind and an underinvestment in new gas and nuclear plants. Bottom line, fossil fuels are the only thing that saved us. They are baseload energy. If we were even more reliant on the wind turbines that froze, the outages would have been much worse. This raises the obvious question, can we ever rely on renewable to power the grid during extreme weather? No, you need gas or nuclear. And subsidizing investment in wind has pushed gas and nuclear out. Now we live with the consequences. To push to decommission baseload power sources like natural gas would be disastrous when trying to keep the lights on in Texas. Uh, and then he goes on to say he'll be joining his Texas colleagues to get to the bottom of what happened. His Texas colleagues like Ted Cruz and Cancun. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. So he's obviously making a political statement out of this, which yes. I, I hear a lot of good points coming from him, but it's obviously it it's the wrong time and place for a political statement, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Like, wait maybe till the power comes back on and people aren't freezing to death before you come out and say, hey, uh, we need to stop this government regulation on natural gas and this push for renewable energy. Yeah. Like... Th Yes, I get there, there's a blame game between wind and gas. Is this the time for a blame game, no, though? right, exactly. This is not the time to politicize 
what works and what doesn't work. You right. know, people people are dying, people are freezing to death. You it, know, it's like when the the dams broke here in town yeah. during the tw- the 08 flood. I mean, I'm sure there were people saying, "Well, if if it wasn't for the faulty dams, we wouldn't have right. this." But in reality, right now people's homes are right. under like two stories of water. Yeah. And they don't want to hear about you p- pointing the blame right. at city infrastructure. Yeah, right. They want you to. They want to hear how you're going to help them and right. and get them yeah. out of the situation. Well, you know, if if Republicans didn't do that, well, if Democrats didn't do this, then you know, it's like who it's like, cares? Well, what are you going to do about my my flooded house? Yeah, right exactly. Now? Right. Yeah. Like I have literally there is shit flowing in the streets. Yeah. And I have nowhere to live, and you're pointing the blame at across yeah. party lines right now. Yeah. Right. And that's all this is back and forth. Yeah. Like like we saw in one of those articles, there's still uh, tens of thousands, like 60-plus thousand people per state that still don't have power, and yeah. we're already playing this blame game. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And then we have – so we have Crenshaw's pointing at, well, we can never rely on renewable energy. Right. Then we have, like, the AOCs of the world yeah. making her statement, yeah. pushing for her thing. Um, this short little article, I can barely read it, so bear with me. It says, during – it's tiny little print – says, during what will long be remembered by Texans as one of of the state's worst winter storms, millions of people lost access to power, and nearly half the state's population, about 13 million, have been advised by government officials to boil their drinking water to ensure it's safe to drink following water system shutdowns related to storm-induced power outage. Never one to let a crisis go to waste, which... No politician is one to let a no, crisis go no, to waste. I think they teach opinion. that in po- politicians. I'm pretty school. sure. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez blamed Texas Republican-led government for the power outage and then quite remarkably alleged the infrastructure failure in Texas are quite literally what happens, quite literally, not just literally. I hate people that o- overuse the word literally. Not yes. figuratively, but literally. Yeah. And they literally overuse it they all the time. They quite literally are what happens when you don't pursue a Green New Deal. The Green New Deal is the brainchild of Ocasio-Cortez, a self-described socialist, in addition to creating a slew of new far-left government programs, including those that would establish federal jobs guarantee free college and a new system of public banks. The Green New Deal would eliminate virtually all fossil fuel use in the U.S. over a 10-year period and replace the most controversial power facilities with wind and solar. So her take on it is we need more renewable energy and we right. want to have this problem. Right. This is quite literally why we need to pursue the Green New Deal. Quite literally. Yes. And then we got the Dan Crenshaws that are saying this is quite literally why <laughs> we don't need to pursue yeah. the Green New Deal. Yeah. So this gets me into the biggest bullshit part of this is how now everybody, all these articles are pointing at climate change right. as the reason for all of this. Right. Instead of, of focusing course. on the problem yeah. at hand, yeah. like thousands, millions of mm-hmm. people are without power, yeah. freezing, don't have food, don't have running water. We're going to say, well, look, um, this is all due to climate change. Absolutely. Well, we, I mean, isn't any large weather event, natural disaster, hasn't that been kind of pointed out that that's climate change? That's what they're, they're yeah. saying here. Like, this is going to become yeah. more common yeah. of an event. Every hurricane, of, tornado, wildfire, yeah. 
You can literally point out anything. Yeah. Quite literally. Locust infestation. <laughs> we haven't had a good locust infestation. I know. We in a while. really need one. We do. So I have this article that says Texas blackouts point to coast to coast crises waiting to happen. Oh, good. So forget your crisis. Let's look at the, the big crisis at hand that exactly. we have to worry about here. So now this is when they decide to start mentioning all the other states affected because now this yeah. is a coast-to-coast crisis. Yeah. Now they have to, to make it look more of a, a bigger scale problem. Sure. When all the other articles barely even mention, mm-hmm. this one says continent-spanning storms triggered blackouts in Oklahoma and Mississippi and halted one-third of the U.S. oil production and disrupted vaccinations in 20 states. No. Second article <laughs> we've read that's pointed out, this is disrupting vaccinations. Yeah. Well, you know, next to next to COVID, climate change is the next big disaster. Well, I think it was Bill Gates that came out and said climate change is going to be a bigger crisis yeah. than uh, COVID ever was. Yeah. Even as Texas struggled to restore electricity and water over the past week, signs of risk posed an increasingly extreme weather to America's aging infrastructure where we're cropping up across the country. So we have the risk of extreme weather due to climate change, the aging infrastructure. This all points at the Green New Deal right. because the Green New Deal was all about revamping the infrastructure, completely tearing down and rebuilding the infrastructure. Yeah. The week's continents spanned winter storms, triggered blackouts, blah, blah, blah. We read all this. One-third of oil production in the nation was halted. Drinking systems in Ohio were knocked offline. Now we care about that because it points out a nationwide crisis. Road networks nationwide were paralyzed, and vaccination efforts in 20 states were disrupted. Stop saying that. That is the least of our worries right now. Yeah, right. The crisis carries a profound warning. As climate change brings more frequent and intense storms, floods, heat waves, wildfires, and other extreme just cats anything. and dogs living anything. together. <laughs> yeah. Anything we can point at. It is placing growing stress on the foundation of the country's economy. Says much of the infrastructure was built decades decades ago under the expectation that the environment around it would remain stable. Apparently they've never been to the Midwest because the Environment has never been stable in the Midwest. <laughs> no shit. Or at least fluctuate within predictable bounds. Now climate change is upending that assumption. We are colliding with a future of extremes, said Alice Hill, who oversaw planning for climate risk uh, on the National Security Council during the Obama administration. Great. An Obama-era hack. We base all our choice about risk management on what's occurred in the past, but that's no longer a safe guide. While it's not always possible to say precisely how global warming influenced any one particular storm, scientists said an overall risk in extreme weather creates sweeping new risks. So they're literally, quite literally, quite literally, that's my new favorite yes. thing to say, that there's no possible way to point specifically at global warming in a, a specific event like this snowstorm. There actually saying this. While it's not always possible to say precisely how global warming influenced the snowstorm in Texas, scientists say that um, extreme weather will create sweeping new risks. So they're saying 
global warming will create extreme weather. So therefore, all extreme weather right. is is global, global warming. warming. Yeah, that's not how this works. No, no. It's but not, that shows you that scientific thinking that they have going on. Yeah, it's not like the math pro- property that's like if yeah. A equals B, B right. equals A. It's right. not like yeah. that. Yeah, they're saying if A equals B, then B could equal X, C, yeah. A, and right. W, or Z. <laughs> yes. That's like saying cho- all chocolate is food. Yeah. Therefore, all food is chocolate. chocolate. No, yeah, that's, right. that's not how this works. Yeah. So that that's how they are they're playing this up, though. Yeah. Well, scientists say that um, it will it's, create it's this. It's the disaster that keeps on giving. You know, they can make it whatever they want it to be. Yes, that's exactly it. Problems like these often reflect on inclination of governments to spend as little money as possible, said Shalene Vijala, a former Obama administration official. Again, another Obama person. Yeah. uh, Who now advises cities on meeting climate threats. It says, but the the climate change flips that logic, flips the logic, making inaction far costlier. The argument I would make is we can't afford not to. Is talking about like the cost in ramp or revamping the infrastructure they're right. saying that um well the cost is going to be higher if we just continue to not spend on it it's like the whole preventative maintenance right. type stuff so so again the biden administration has talked extensively about climate change particularly the need to reduce greenhouse gas emission and create jobs in renewable energy i'm extremely concerned by the lack of emergency management expertise reflected in Biden's climate team, said Samantha Montano. So they don't even think he's doing a good job. Of course. I mean, it's just all these people pointing at one specific ends to this. It's yeah. climate. It's got to be climate change. It's climate change. It's climate right. change. Yeah. I mean, this is a problem, but it, if it wasn't for climate change, this would yeah. be the, wouldn't be an issue. So the... This other article, there was a section here um, that I wanted to read just a couple paragraphs on. Because it says, another problem, this is from uh, lawfareblog.com. So this article is titled, a lot of articles here, so we can just kind of get an idea of the direction they're going. It says, lessons from Texas grid disaster, planning investing for a different future. Sounds like what? Green New Deal. Yep. So, says another problem is that these extreme weather events won't be so rare going forward. Claiming climate change means that pe- the past is no longer an accurate guide for the future or event or even for the present. The last yeah. article stated it, that. I was going to say that's going to be their narrative going forward. Well, well because that, that's always been my thing. It's like, okay, if this is a thing, show me the... Show me the weather patterns for the last thousand years. Yeah. Right? Show, show me how this is secular, secular and that it's a continual problem. Right. 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 And, and this, now they're saying, well, the past doesn't matter. This is the second article yeah. in a row. The, the right. two articles in a row that say um, the past can no longer be a guide to the future yeah. or even the present. Right. The sustained cold throughout Texas and the sustained heat waves... And fires in California in 2020, that was another big um, push for climate right. change, yeah. um, are unfortunately the new normal. They're, they're mean, reusing old yeah, old phrases. Right, yeah, right. 
Not to mention more frequent floods, hurricanes, and tornadoes. We're in dire need of a good tornado. We haven't we seen know. a good. We're like supposedly in like tornado I know. alley. Tornado alley, and I, I don't even remember last time the sirens went off. I, I don't either. Maybe this year. This will be our. This year. will be the year of the tornadoes, yes. which will point specifically at climate change. Absolutely. This requires officials to create new cost-benefit analyses for investments in new infrastructure and retrofits of existing infrastructures. Green New Deal. Right. They're calling it out right there. In California, that may mean placing more electric transmission lines underground. It goes on to say all these different ways to um, to implement. This was the interesting one to me. It says... Um, this interconnection seam study released in October of 2020 proposes a plan in order to create a national supergrid to facilitate the clean energy transition we need to reduce greenhouse gases. Supergrid? Supergrid. So overly like nationalized government regulated supergrid. Right. Fuck right. Texas and their their yeah. their single grid is basically what that's yeah. saying. Because they basically have a supergrid. Well, yeah. Minus but, Texas. I was going to say, but they're going to use this to force Texas to become part of the super yes. grid. To facilitate the clean energy transition, um, reduce greenhouse gases somehow, save energy costs, and address the increased vulnerab- vulnerabilities to the electric grid from weather-related adverse effects of climate change. So basically, they're going to have to completely build a new grid, is what it sounds right. like, Yeah. in order for it to... Um, meet like sand up against the vulnerabilities of weather yeah they'd have to totally recreate a whole new grid right increased and better regulation at both the federal and state levels must play a role in these efforts there's that push again for Mm -hmm. regulation texas we're looking at you yeah because you're the only ones not regulated yeah to create the new super grid required to transport large quantities of wind and solar energy from where it is generated to where it is needed across multiple time zones requires federal coordination, collaboration, investment, and regulation. Transporting wind and solar energy. Yeah. How reliable and how right. like how much solar energy can you produce in right. wind energy, especially in states like here, where it's Right, six months out of the or like four or five months out of right. the year, there's not much well, sun. And, and as we're seeing, that there's no guarantee that southern states are going to get to generate that kind of energy mm-hmm. so that they can transport north. So, yeah. so where, where are they planning exactly? From? Where are they getting it from? Are they going to put giant like collectors in space with power lines that come back down to the the country? Right, and it specifically again calls out Texas. Um, for greater regulation after this, but that's basically what I wanted to point out was this ignorance of this super grid to yeah. transport large quantities of wind and solar from where it is right. generated. Yeah. How reliable is that? Or how doable is right. that? Yeah. Because I have this other article titled Why Wind and Solar Aren't Enough. To me, it sounds like According to this article, it's not even enough for where it exists at, yeah. let alone for transporting it to other like other places. Right. So this one talks about um, specifically uh, renewable energies like wind and solar. And, I mean, there are others. Mm-hmm. I think this one is actually really pushing for um, nuclear energy to be a bigger thing. Yeah. But um, it's calling out all the the 
the fallacies of using specifically wind and solar energy. It says, unfortunately, wind and solar have a problem, intermittency. Again, like we said, the solar farm in the picture above produces no power at night and little on cloudy days. Similarly, wind generators stop producing when the wind quits. Hey. Right. I mean, that that sounds like a no-brainer. Yeah, right. The wind stops, the wind power stops. On the other hand, a city, state, or country needs reliable electric power day and night all year long, regardless of the weather. That means that for wind and solar to be a serious part of the power system, there must be some form of generation or storage that can step in to seamlessly fill the power gap. So I'm going to scroll down. It says, there's the problem of nights and cloudy days for solar, like we've talked about. Uh, so perhaps... Unsurprisingly, even our best solar farms produce significant power only 25% of the time. Hmm. Then let's talk now about wind energy. So now we see solar energy can only produce 25% of the time at the peak hours of the sun to be efficient. Wind energy in Denmark, it's a really windy country. They have a huge offshore wind farms that oh, yeah. like they're the windmill capital of the of the world right now you see all the dutch windmills out yeah. there uh, it says the wind supplied in 2018 the wind supplied on several days more than 100 percent of their power yet for the full year wind supplied less than 50 percent the rest of the time denmark filled the gap mostly by buying power from other countries huh so when wind in the windiest areas are only powering 50 percent of the country, yeah, and then solar only produces twenty five percent of the time in the areas that they're producing. How, where are we coming up with the shit to yeah. ship across the supergrids to other places that don't have those capabilities? Right. Yeah, like it, it, it doesn't add up unless you store it. Yeah, and there is no like <laughs> reliable means or efficient means or costly or cost efficient means of storing. Because this goes on to say, the question is, how big of a battery would it take to be backup? It says, take a look at um, this place in Arizona. They had a nuclear power plant in Palo Verde, Arizona, that some activists were trying to shut down in replacement of solar power. It says the plant uh, supplies a third of Arizona's power and generates about four gigawatts 24 7 power so four gigawatts an hour yeah i like the word gigawatt so i'm gonna use it normally i was was not gonna correct you at all so you talk four gigawatts times 24 times 27 they they need 670 a week to power 30 percent yeah of arizona which is what this nuclear power plant already does yeah it says a point of comparison, the total battery storage expected to be in place in the United States at the end of 2019. So this is an older article. Total battery storage in the United States in 2019 um, is about 3 gigawatts. And they need 670 gigawatts wow. for a third of Arizona. Wow. Not even close of a comparison. That's like 200 times that the ba- total battery storage in the United States just to power a third of Arizona. Yeah. Then it goes on to talk about um, Tesla has their super battery. The, it's the Tesla 129, 129 megawatt battery in Australia. It says it will take over 5,000 of those to power 30% of Arizona of those mega batteries that wow. Tesla is designing. So again, how are we transporting this renewable energy across this supergrid? Yeah. How does this work? 
Well, isn't it just like um like like Wi Fi, right? Yeah. I mean you yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean it's renewable energy, so mm. you get as much as you want. I mean it's yeah. it's unlimited resources. Right. So we can just transport this unlimited exactly. resource. But you have to produce it or you right. have to store it. Yeah. And until that happens, if it happens, you think the power blackouts in Texas are bad now? Think of in mm. 10 years, as Ocasio-Cortez says, with the Green New Deal, wanting to switch solely to mm. renewable. But, <clears throat> and I, I've heard interviews of people from, from socialist countries, right? Blackouts are a part of life, Yeah. right? I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, look at like uh, communist. Right. Soviet Union. Exactly, yeah. I mean, they, they don't care, right? So... AOC and and you know the, this Green New Deal, they don't care about blackouts because they're saving the planet, mm-hmm. right? It's okay. I'm sorry, it's an inconvenient to you that you have to go without air. It's like, look at the bigger picture. Right. Exactly. Right. You're saving the planet, right? So that's the part of this they're not telling you is rollout blackouts are going to be a part of your life with the new Green Deal, and yeah. you just have to deal with it. Yeah. Four or five thousand people die from freezing to death. That's less people breathing carbon exactly. dioxide into the air. They're taking less resources, <laughs> yeah. right? I, I mean, mean, that's that's the look at the bigger picture. It. I exactly. mean, it's okay if a few of you die yeah. of starvation yeah. or freeze to death. Yeah, I mean the the goal is to get you know you set up in these smart homes and and they're like, hey, um, you know, we'll we'll give you a little bit more power on this day. Um, but on this day, we're going to have to shut you off, you know, just to, to keep things fair across the country, you know. And I mean, are we selfish in our thinking that, <laughs> I mean, yes, America overconsumes. I can yeah. agree with that. Sure. And but I don't know. I there's there's a level of ignorance here because yeah. there's not there's no way to completely power a nation like the United States. No. And that leads me to think that they're going to use this not only to try to push for n- renewable energy, but try to... We've talked about the Great Reset, how um, humans yeah. with private cars and private homes, they're Absolutely. inefficient. They're using way too much resources. Yeah. So um, if in order for us to switch to a renewable resource, that would far underproduce petroleum far underproduced coal you would have to switch to these yeah. other scenarios like more efficient yeah. living arrangements more efficient Absolutely. transportation arrangements i mean when you look at america compared to the rest of the world most americans have two cars mm-hmm. right even the poorest american families probably have two cars right they have single individual homes you know their their apartments i mean you know it's like and they're big homes usually right and then you look at every other country across the world, right? They they have small compact cars, or they commute, mm-hmm. or they ride bikes. You know, they don't seven hundred square foot flat, if that, and that yeah. probably cost you a million dollars. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so you're discouraged from owning a, a private vehicle. You know, you're discouraged from single from, family housing. Right, living out in the country. And so that that's the goal is to get America on on base with everybody else across the world. So, so are we w- selfish and wrong for not wanting that? No. Maybe in a way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess if you look at collectively, you could say, yeah, Americans are selfish, right? Why should Americans have their own house? Why right. should Americans have two cars? Why should Americans 
have air conditioning, you know, in the summer whenever they want? Why right. should Americans have ice in their drinks? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what what makes us so special, right? right? Except for the fact that we can we can do it. I mean, mm-hmm. we got the resources, right? Right. So yeah. why not use them? Right. You know, it's great that wind and, and sun, okay, they can supplement natural gas, you know, yeah. and I'm all for finding alternate forms of energy, right? I am too, but it's at most going to fill the holes that petroleum can't exactly. make up. Or it's going to bring it down a little bit. Yeah. But, but like the ignorance of it, like take a look, for example, at electric cars. Yeah. Yes, they put out far less CO emissions. But how much energy is produced to create of electricity? Well, to create it, but right. also to charge the damn thing. Right. And well, and well, and we've talked about what it takes for lithium batteries. Mm-hmm. You know what it takes to the mining operations. You know the slave labor to get the lithium batteries. Well, that, but then just look at the the energy consumption. Just plugging that thing and right. charging it every yeah. night. Right. That energy, that electricity of the electric cars comes from petroleum plants right? Yeah. from natural gas plants yeah. or coal plants or things like that. Yeah. There's not wind turbines that are charging yeah. up your electric car. So reality, but, are you really putting out less carbon right. emissions at well, all? And, and that's the problem, though, is they, they want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, they want to they want to hurry up and get to, to green energy because the whole world is is, is going to die here in 10 years if we don't. But they don't have an actual efficient source of energy that can supplement it. Right. So this this article that I was just reading ends with, while many people decry the cost of the Green New Deal or similar ambitious energy transition proposals, last week's disaster makes clear that the status quo is not cheap. There are solutions to the problems that lie ahead if Americans are willing to plan and invest in the nation's future. So again, well, like we've talked yeah. for weeks now, who cares about the cost? Right. It's the ends that we got to worry exactly. about. Money is just paper. Exactly. We'll just print print more money. Yeah. Isn't the world worth it? Yeah. So I I feel this whole thing, this whole ordeal is going to be a... They're going to use Texas as the example. Absolutely. Yeah. Because Texas is the most um, independent state of all the mm-hmm. states. Yeah. And they're going to be like, look at Texas. Look at how unregulated yep. they are. Look at this one little storm. Yeah. Yeah. And we can sit here and poke fun out. It's like just it's just a little storm, and they will use that as mm. one tiny little storm completely upended them yeah. because they're unregulated, right. because um, they're not on the super grid. Yeah. They're not on yeah. They're not playing this playing yeah on the same team as us. Yeah, they're the, not a team player. The the winter storm of of two thousand twenty one. Yeah, in which thirty people died and. And there was two inches of snow, and yeah, and, and Texas, power got taken. Yeah, right, and it's all because Texas had to be independent. It's it's all Texas' fault, even exactly. though, like you look at Ohio, you look at Louisiana, North or South Carolina, they're pointing yeah. at all of these other states that were affected that were on these national grids, but they're going to use this as mm-hmm. a direction to push us again towards this Green New Deal, Great Reset yeah. mentality because. That's what everything points at now. Yeah. Even the UN guy, uh, what's the UN? Uh, ah, shit, I can't think of his name. Um, hang on, I think I have an article. UN chief. That's his. That's his title. He's oh. the chief of the UN. Nice. Um, he came out and said, 
and pointed. Oh, okay. The Secretary General, uh, Ant- Antonio Gutierrez. Okay, I, right, I, right. I forgot his name. Um, he came out and pointed at climate change for this whole. So he took a stand on this whole Texas right. thing. First of all, he ripped into climate change deniers, saying it's complete ignorance to suggest severe winters prove the planet isn't warming. First of all, yes, that is ignorant to say, oh, look, it's cold. There's no global warming because Texas was cold. Right. I mean, that's something that Trump would say. Yeah. Says, total lack of scientific knowledge. This is complete ignorance. Yes, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Says, if you look at hurricanes... Storm. If you look at storms, but also if you look at heat waves and cold waves, they are becoming extreme because of climate change. Again, climate change mm-hmm. has extreme weather, therefore extreme weather must be climate change. Right. Climate change amplifies, he said. In response to whether climate change is to blame for the intense uh, winter in the U.S., the U.N. chief said global warming could make all storms, all oscillations more extreme. So he didn't come out and right. say it, Yeah. but he said it. Yeah, it's like, wow, the storm could be less worse if it wasn't for all the global warming. Yeah, (laughs) because they asked if climate change is to blame for these intense weather, and his response is, all storms are more extreme from climate change. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's just very open-ended, first of all. It's like, yes, but maybe, but maybe not. Mm -hmm. Says he comment... Uh, his comments come as Texas and neighboring states contend with a fatal winter storm and left millions without power, which we've talked about this entire ep- episode. Republican leaders and climate change skeptics have falsely blamed the outage on renewable energy source and the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal is not even in I effect, know, so right. how can they blame it on the Green New Deal? Yeah, Democratic plan to address, address climate change that hasn't actually been implemented, like I just said. Sometimes I need to read on before I give my commentary. <laughs> the electric reliability, ERCOT, that we talked about, uh, operates the state's power grid, said that most of the outages have been primarily due to issues on the natural gas system. The UN on Thursday released a new dire report. We, need, we should get into this report on a future episode. Okay. On environmental crises threatening humanity, zeroing in on climate change, biodiversity depletion, and pollution. There was three key points in this. I, I kind of read a little bit about that, but it didn't really tie mm. in today. But they came out this report conveniently this week on these three issues, um, climate change, biodiversity, depletion, and pollution. Offers a blueprint for how the world can approach this trio crisis. Sounds like a great reset type of plan. Right. Absolutely. Without nature's help, we will not thrive or even survive. For too long, we have been waging a senseless and suicidal war on nature, Gutierrez said in his remarks um, on the report during a virtual press briefing on Thursday. Human well-being lies in protecting the health of the planet. It's time to reevaluate and reset, reset, there's that word, our relationship with nature. It's coming. And he's using this whole event on a global level, because mm-hmm. the UN Council, he's not even an American guy, right. using this Texas event to point at this great reset that's Absolutely. needed. It's time to reevaluate and reset our thinking and our relationship yep. with nature. It's time to completely change the way we do stuff. It's Absolutely. time to change our grid. We need to revamp our infrastructure, no matter what the cost is, because no cost is too Try great to save the world. To save the world, it's like a Captain Planet it really um, is. thing. Yeah. So. 
that's all I got for this. You got anything else? No, I mean, that's I about think it. We, I think we've hammered it in. Yeah, I know. I agree. And you know, but it, it's true that that you know the the new Green Deal is not in effect. Mm-hmm. But as we talked about with Agenda Twenty One, that you know, to combat you know climate change. You know, UN officials have been meeting with local governments right. to implement environmental, you know, ideals, environmental plans, strategies, whatever. So I, I could see that being a source of some of the infrastructure issues mm-hmm. to draw away from the natural gas, or whatever. Yeah. And as we talked about earlier, you know, they're they're making Texas a political football. Yeah. To me, the biggest issue is it's a southern state. Not prepared for winter. Yeah. Period. Right. Period. And like we saw, across yeah. all of their energy resources, yeah. took nothing a hit. Was, nothing was winterized one, at all. Like one one group is pointing at renewable energy. One mm-hmm. group's pointing at natural gas yeah. and coal. When in reality, they all took a hit because right. they just weren't prepared for the cold. Right. Yeah. The wind turbines were not prepared. The the solar panels are not prepared. The natural gas pipes, the nuclear power plants, the coal piles, the coal piles were not prepared. <laughs> exactly, none of it was prepared for the cold. That yes. period, period. That's it. Yeah. But again, they're going to point single handedly oh, at I Texas. I know. And make Texas the the bad guy in yeah. all of this because right. well because they're not regulated. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for um, you playing your own game here, right. We could have avoided all this. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all the states yeah. that didn't avoid right. it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even really have a conclusion to this because <laughs> it, it's it, not going to end well. No, this this is a another stepping stone on to, as we've talked about, 2030, the yeah. New Green Deal, Great Reset. This is just one more stone in the wall yeah. that, that is is building up their case to why this is a good thing. Well, it's like we had said... COVID. COVID was the nice right. like primer to this explosion of the Great Reset yeah. or uh, the Green New Deal. It's just like, do I think that a crisis didn't happen in Texas? No, I, I uh, obviously know that something yeah. bad happened there. But they are taking every little example of where they can um, manipulate it to their narrative mm-hmm. to say, look, we need renewable energy. Look, yeah. we need... Um, a to upgrade our infrastructure, or we need to, um, we need to consume less. And yeah. I'm surprised there weren't more people, like globally, pointing fingers, saying, "Well, if America wasn't so over, mm-hmm. over consuming, over consuming, dead set on being like selfish and greedy and yep. over consuming on electricity, on oh, it's, it's e- eating coming. meat. Yeah, it, yeah, it's coming out. I I looked hard for it because I thought for sure somebody like yeah that." Who's that uh, World Economic Forum guy, oh, that right. Klaus or whatever his name yeah, is? Dr. Evil. I, for, I thought for sure he would come out and say something about it, but I haven't seen anything yet, so we'll keep an eye out for that. We are going to get out of here for this week. We are out of time. Again, next week we are shooting 7 p.m. on Monday night to live stream our main episode for the first time. We've yes. done live streams of bonus episodes, never the main episode. Yes, not saying it's going to happen every week just yet, but this is going to be the kickoff of something new for us, I yeah, think. I think so. So um, as long as everything works out the way we want it to, as long as my internet actually speeds up like I'm paying for it to be <laughs> at this point, that's the plan for this week. So look for on our, all our social media for updates on that. And um, 
we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, maybe we'll we'll try to set up some Colin um, if we can. Yeah. We have a lot of moving parts this week, so yeah. we'll see what we can actually make happen this week. Right. Yeah. So, but in the future, we do want to have like maybe a ten minute segment of like Collins, yeah, um, where you can call in and give your opinion on the topic we're right. talking about. And so, yeah, that's that's the direction we're moving with all of this. So, um, we'd like to get as many people involved in our first live stream episode as possible. So definitely check that out if you can't. Obviously, we're still going to release the main right. episode like always on Wednesday mornings. So uh, you'll still be able to find everything the way you have before. So we're not going, we're not changing yeah. that at all. We're just adding, yes. giving you more. Absolutely. So uh, check us out again on social media. Go to the anti newslive.com is the new social media platform, free social media, free speech. You can say as much as you want without being, as long as you're not like a total dickhead. And not have to worry about the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world, like just deplatforming you. Right. So check that out. Let's make that a big thing. Um, again, we are officially sponsored by um, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the official coffee of the Break the Bell podcast. So if you like free speech, you like coffee, um, go to rymcoffee.com, enter the promo code, break the bell, and get 10% off and free shipping of your order, and drink some delicious coffee and enjoy. Support supporters of free speech. Absolutely. I think that about covers it. Absolutely. Let's get out of here. All right. Uh, everybody have a good rest of your week, and we will. you will catch Bill for the weekend wrap-up. I will not be here, so I apologize if Bill fucks it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be good. So yeah. uh, we are committed to continuing to give you content no matter what's going on throughout the week so this is just how we're going to do it otherwise uh we will be back here live next week have a good week peace never stop talking the break the bell podcast is brought to you by you so pat yourself on the back because without you we would be talking to ourselves a special thanks to our patreon members remzo and justin a shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media, On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast, and Banzot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking. <laughs>